1: New York City has implemented what is the most draconian lockdown we have ever seen. You now, if you live in New York City, need to have two vaccinations if you want to use any public accommodation, except for some exceptions. Now, all private sector workers must be fully vaccinated and all children ages 5 to 11 will need to have one dose of the vaccine. And this is where it gets a little murky. Uh, do these 5 to 11-year-olds need to have their IDs on them as well? Because the decree, as was uh, put out by uh, de Blasio, stated, not only did you need a vaccination card, you needed an ID. So what? Are parents going to get their kids ID'd or how is this going to work? This is... The most extreme mandate we have seen in the country, and it certainly won't be the worst, uh, we've seen yet. Or I should, I should say only yet, because it will likely get worse. Over in Europe, in Germany, Austria, they are implementing outright lockdowns for those who are unvaccinated, and it's resulted in rioting, which has been going on for the past several weeks, and likely will continue. And I, and I think, I don't know what'll happen in New York City, because the deeply blue place where everybody just seems to be on board with getting, you know, three or four vaccines or whatever, But I think if this spreads beyond New York City into other areas, you might actually see these protests. But it is very strange. In Florida, they don't have these rules. So, you know, people are mostly just living free and people are flocking to Florida and places like Texas. So we'll read into all that. We'll see what's going on. We've got Devin Nunes. He's uh, retiring. Um, because of Donald Trump's new media venture, which apparently is doing a distribution deal with Rumble. So this is big, big news in the big tech alternative media ecosystem. Maybe some good news, maybe some bad news. And then we got a bunch of news about Juicy Smoulier. Mm-hmm. He testified today, Justice Smollett, for those that don't know the Dave Spell joke, <laughs> and Alec Baldwin. So we're going to get in all of this stuff and break it down for y'all. Joining us today, back again, Mr. Daniel Turner.
2: Always great to be here. Thank you very much, Daniel Turner, Power of the Future, Daniel Turner, PTF. It's great to be here.
1: Thanks for coming back for like the 50th time. Yes. That's we, awesome. always, we always love having you around. Thank you. And uh, wow. I'm here <laughs> Yay.
2: Um, there and, goes and, uh,
0: again. and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm wearing one of my favorite <laughs> t-shirts that I absolutely love to wear. It was Classic. really fun wearing this t-shirt in Austin since there's a lot of communists and conservatives <laughs> there. I remember meeting a young, I think I think he was a communist because when he first saw my shirt and he saw the picture of Karl Marx, he, he was excited and giddy and talking and then midway he read the the headline <laughs> of what it says here and it says a, a quote from a homeless man which says and and I reach to you carefully. Gibbs me that's, <laughs> and then his demeanor changed, and he got he got all weird. <laughs> and then, man, he was like, oh, "Okay," hi. and then he didn't want to help me around the store. I I, I, conservative kind of like jeered at me, like, "Ugh!" And then he like finally read the shirt, and he was like, "I love this shirt. It's freaking <laughs> awesome." And if you want. This shirt, you could get it officially on TheBestPoliticalShirts.com and support me and my efforts that way. And Ian, I have to say, you look like you got jumped by some Teletubbies (laughs) recently. Are you
3: okay? I feel like a snow cone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I
4: love it. Uh,
3: Tim actually found these at the store and and just felt compelled to uh, dress me up. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, love I it. love this outfit, man. It's <laughs> yes. super warm. I don't know if it's fleece or something. It's I like what is together. it like? It it, it looks like sherbet. Sherbet.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, when sherbet.
2: you when you get that scoop, yeah. 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 The beanie's
1: got a mushroom on it, and he's wearing an mm-hmm. orange look beanie closely. with a mushroom. I was like, look at this beanie's got a mushroom on yeah, it. You can. Yeah, it's got man. it's got a mushroom. I can't. like it. I
0: dig it. I'm jealous. It's so warm, dude.
5: Like nice. Nice. It's the warmest.
3: I want to see the hood up eventually. Oh yeah, there's a hood on it, too.
5: You look like a scoop of ice oh cream. Yeah, look at that! I love it. Oh, sherbet though. Oh my gosh! You know, like oh sherbet. my gosh!
3: You're
4: so Super cute. <laughs> look at That's that! Awesome. I love it. I love Here it. we go. I that is a <laughs> huge... You can Get learn I freaking
5: love it. Big brain. Awesome. Okay, well, I look really <laughs> boring compared to Ian. I'm just wearing my black sparkly sweater. I really like these colors. I'm also here in the corner pushing buttons. Very excited for another Monday night with you guys.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about the news before we get started. Yes. Head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up. For members-only, around 11 or so p.m., as a member, you're supporting all our fierce and independent journalism. We got a bunch of... We just hired another reporter to do mm-hmm. more news, and we launched a new show on pop culture. A little rough around the edges, but we're getting it going, talking about movies tv shows and uh, we're trying to build culture and get those ideas out there so your support as a member helps us expand and do more than just this one show so it's greatly appreciated but don't forget to smash that like button subscribe to this channel and also go to the store actually in the chat you can see there's a pinned shirt the step on snack shirt or go to timcast.com click the store and get your step on snack and find out t-shirt look at that cute little guy He's angry, and he says, don't you step on me. And then, of course, we have our Visit Howard Springs (laughs) Totally Voluntary Relocation Camp, in Australia poster and T-shirt if you want to get those. That also helps support our work. But let's jump in to that first big story. Ladies and gentlemen, the most draconian lockdown we have seen yet. From NBC New York, NYC expands vaccine mandate to whole private sector, ups dose-proof to two, and adds kids five to 11. Mayor Bill de Blasio announced the expansion Monday amid yet another COVID surge, driving case rates up across the five boroughs. All private sector workers in New York will be subject to the mayor's vaccine mandate starting December 27th, affecting 184,000 businesses. Will vaccine proof for indoor dining, fitness, and entertainment will be required for children ages 5 to 11, according to a toughened vaccine mandate announced by Bill de Blasio on Monday. The current rule will also expand the required two-dose uh, required to two doses instead of proof of only one. As for people age 12 and older, are uh, as they are concerned, the mayor said, that excludes people who are vaccinated with Johnson & Johnson's single dose shot, which is interesting. Kids aged 5 to 11 only need to show proof of one dose when the requirement for them kicks in on December 14th, considering they only first became eligible for the initial dose early in November and must wait at least 21 days. de Blasio hinted late last week the changes to these policies, blah, blah, blah. And I wonder if they're going to make the kids present their identification. Now, What this mandate means is that 30, I believe the number is 30.9% of New York state residents will not be able to use these public accommodations in New York City. I don't know what the full vax rate is for the city, but that's the state. And nationwide, this means 40 point, I believe, what is it? 40.1% of American citizens will not be able to go to New York City as tourists and use any of these public accommodations. So this is... Outright setting up restrictions, controls, may as well put up borders and checkpoints around the city because they're basically saying a certain segment of the country will not be welcome in this place. And you know what? The people who are not vaccinated most likely, we know this actually most of them are from the black community. And then I would imagine many of the others are more likely to be moderate or conservative. Those people will likely leave and New York City will just become a ridiculous mass of deep blue progressive leftist whatever yeah
2: i i think this time it's going to work though mm, yeah, i think sure. this this <laughs> lock this measure will bring down the cases in the city and so you know what let's just give oh, it that, a couple thank weeks thank you and <laughs> exactly are yeah. they
3: still vaccinating for the delta variant even though mm-hmm. now there's a new variant out i don't think
1: they were ever actually vaccinating oh, for a know. specific variant they were just saying just go get the vaccine and
3: yeah. it is for the original The
2: OG. Yeah, Yeah, the OG. The OG. We
1: should call this what this is. This is discrimination. This is
0: segregation of populations. This is only going to further the political divide, further people moving out of New York City. And the mayor really used very interesting language to to... kind of describe what he's doing he said that this is a quote preemptive strike which is very fitting for him to do that because a preemptive start strike is when you attack people and kill them mm. preemptively before doing anything else that was that wasn't my words that was literally bill de blasio saying introducing this policy saying we need to do this because of omnicron omnicrons here we have to do this even though but all the initial reports are saying that people who have omnicron are the people who are Vaccinated.
1: So or, well I don't know about that, but they're saying it's definitely mild. Mm-hmm. And and I think yeah. even Fauci like, brought that up. But but also he's gonna be mandating small business owners. All businesses in New York are gonna to have to do this. And so we've got this report out of the Daily Mail. These businesses are saying we are going to lose employees. So mm-hmm. a battered economy People are already struggling. And Bill de Blasio, look, I said it before, I'll say it again. I believe he intentionally is trying to destroy the city. And people say, that's a bold claim, Tim. Why would he do that? Because in the past, Bill de Blasio said, we are going to buy up these buildings for pennies on the dollar and convert them to public housing. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's his motive. There's his intent. When you got a guy who's like, my intention is to buy cheap property. That's big and we can turn into public housing. And then all of a sudden he starts implementing policy after policy by decree that destroys property value. I'm like, what is this, RoboCop? Hmm. Ro- RoboCop. W- what other movies? We have the big bad guy being like, I'll destroy property values and buy it up. <laughs> wasn't that the Lego movie also?
2: Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that the, the, <laughs> no, yeah, the, the, right. the, the classic?
6: The,
2: yeah, Mr. Boss or whatever his oh, name is was. Oh, that what he was doing? I, my question here, and, it, and it's, it's, it, it's at the 30,000-foot level. At what point does an elected Democrat say, I don't have the authority to do that, right? Like like what he's doing in New York, Biden said last week um, or maybe over the weekend, I'm going to mandate that the health insurance companies pay for this new test. And the insurance companies must have been like, does he have the authority to do that? Like, it, it amazes me that elected Democrat leaders, they never look at an, an issue or a situation and say, oh, that, that's above my authority level. Mm. Everything I, they want to do, they feel that they have the right to do. You're making
1: me want to run for
2: office as a Democrat. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, what I would, no, no, not yeah.
1: for like any reason to be like, I'm going to buy buildings. I just be like, um, if you work in the automotive industry, then you have to bring me uh, one of those Belgian waffles. Yes. Have you ever had those things? So the good. waffles and dingus in New York, those carts <laughs> that are all over the place. Mm-mm. They have, do you know what Speculoos is?
2: Oh my god. No. Yes, Cookie butter. So good. Cookie okay.
1: butter. It's those biscoff cookies and they pulverize it into a paste. Okay. They smear it on a on a sugar waffle with whipped cream and I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, you gotta do it. And then what's gonna happen? They're gonna be like, I'm not doing that. I'll be like,
2: That's it's cream. a mandate. It's a mandate. <laughs> it's a
1: mandate. I mean, clearly what they're doing is unconstitutional. And this is already ruled by the courts numerous times as it pertains to Joe Biden. Now, so, so Joe Biden's like, I hereby decree federal workers have to do this. And then multiple courts are like, nope. No. And the private sector uh, lawsuits are already going through. And the, and the Republicans are saying they're going to vote this down through their, um, special power that the, that the Senate has to challenge an executive order we know joe biden is pushing the boundaries we know that he's crossed the line Hmm. but bill de blasio is still doing the same thing so i'll just put it this way i think you know what we need we need someone to run for office as a democrat make all the promises in the world and then just go nuts and decree the most ludicrous things and just see like what sticks like uh i you got to bring me uh you got to tithe to the to the city (laughs) hall otherwise you know we'll uh send the cops and the cops will do it oh yeah we'll send the cops shut down your business yeah you could you could you, you as the mayor he could probably just walk up to a business and be like, give me 50 bucks. Yeah. And they'd be like, okay. They do I, it. It's called taxes.
2: And no, it's no, no, more than no. just 50 bucks. <laughs> no, it's but I mean, like, I mean like, yeah. he could
1: literally just be like, it's for me. I yeah. wanna, I wanna go to a strip club. Give me the money. And they do it. I'd make everyone to.
2: wear hats you again. When you, yes. you look at those old photos of New York yeah. in the 30s and 40s and everyone's wearing a hat, favor. I would make everyone in New York has to wear a hat outside, have Excellent. to wear a hat. Perfect. Yes. Yep, yep. Why not? I have the authority to do whatever I want. It is for your own good. And if you can determine any policy because it's for the good of people, whether it's their health, well I think aesthetic, is very very healthy sure as well. Y- y'all think we're joking at
1: home, but mm-hmm. uh, they not, actually, they actually shut down yeah. churches yeah. And, yeah. and mosques and synagogues, and they went to the Jewish neighborhood and shut down schools. They sh- they, they, well, they they chained uh, parks shut, yep. so that the the Jewish community couldn't have access to these things. Yo, if we have a a politician. Who's outright like, you know that, uh, uh that, w- w- what's the amendment where you're allowed to be have, to speak and practice a religion? Uh, oh, that's the first amendment. Oh. Yeah, 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 that one. Oh. Yeah, it's done. Shut down the churches. And then even the courts were like, well, we're going to allow this. And then no one did anything.
2: That person will become the new CEO of Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you certainly. know, if you, if you have
2: that philosophy, that's how you get a, that's how you get a promotion.
1: If we're at the point where these Democrats have literally just openly and assuredly and confidently violated the Constitution and the police said, yeah. okay, you know, man, I'm sorry if I'm a little pessimistic sometimes. But yeah. right there, no one – where were the people in New York to be like, we're not doing this? I mean there were a lot of people yeah. who did but certainly not enough.
2: And it was a year ago and you can all see the footage online at New Year's Eve. Where de Blasio and his wife danced yep. in, in Times Square and all of New York was shut down. They weren't allowed to go to the Times Square. There was no ball drop, but he was there with his wife dancing because he was the mayor and he was allowed yeah. and he wasn't masked. And that was a year ago. And we've been through a year of this BS that we're still playing all of these games of these lockdown. And it was a year ago, the French laundry. A year ago, Nancy Pelosi got her hair done.
1: Gretchen, Gretchen we, Whitmer. We've, we've got, made got no her, progress. Gretchen Whitmer in Michi- Michigan got her hair done and she also shut down famously a barber in a small town that had no covid
2: yeah it's
1: a it's the perfect example these people are i mean look de blasio dancing in times square after he mandated everyone be kicked out and no one cares. No. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people care, but not enough to be like, "Hey, this guy's bad." Not enough. Obama
0: had a huge birthday yeah. party, yeah. <laughs> which he was, was supposed to be <laughs> limited in number, and yeah. had hundreds of celebrities coming from all around the world, flying on their private jets to celebrate yeah. this. As the corporate media was literally making excuses, saying that the sophisticated crowd yeah. don't have to follow the specific rules and regulations that everyone else does. That's pretty much what they're trying to establish here, and they've been doing it pretty successfully because when you look Look at these kind of decrees, and I call them decrees, these Mm -hmm. mandates, these supposed laws. They're not laws. They're just literally politicians saying, I'm going to play God for a day. When you look at who these... Decrees affect its small and middle class businesses because mm-hmm. they can't afford to now hire a security guard to check everyone's paper. They can't afford to keep employees on the payroll, especially with a labor shortage that's that's absolutely eviscerating and destroying their livelihoods and ability to even have a business. Who can be okay with these businesses, with these regulations, with these rules, with these decrees? Amazon, mm-hmm. Walmart, CVS, Dwayne Reed—they they could afford a loss here as everyone else gets eviscerated. So this is not only perpetuating the larger transfer of wealth in recorded human history. This is also accelerating the political segregation that's forcing a lot of people in New York City. I used to live in New York City before COVID to move out and say, you know what? I'm going to vote with my dollar. I'm going to vote with my feet. I'm going to go to New Hampshire. I'm going to go to New West Virginia. I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to go somewhere where I'm respected, where I have freedom, where I have liberty, where I have sovereignty, where I am a human being and I could mm-hmm. actually live my life without a jackboot thug officer looking over my shoulder demanding my paperwork identification with every little thing i do what's happening in europe right now people are having dinners police officers coming over them saying give me your paperwork right now or we're going to punish you or we're going to steal more money from you or we're going to beat the crap out of you or we're going to put you in jail is absolutely insane and it's it's a violation of human rights
6: Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. I, I would argue it's actually a bit worse in New York City
1: because the people who are enforcing this are the citizens. You know, in, in – you look to Germany. You guys see that, that, that video of the Germans doing the military uh, march and they all carrying the torches? The torches, so, yeah. At the same time, this story comes out where Germany is marching with torches. There's a story out of Germany where it's like far-right marches with torches and are condemned for like for using them. It's like, sure, okay, whatever. But in New York, you, are, you look into Germany and you look to Austria and you know who the Nazis are. You see the video out of Austria where the cops walk up to a random guy mm. in the mall and they're like, give us your papers. And he pulls out his papers. But in New York, it's the people themselves. And this is one of the clever. This is a very clever thing done by the Democratic establishment and the people in New York that they're like, we're we're having this, and our enforcers will be you, you snitching on your neighbor. So when you walk into the restaurant, it's the people who work there who say, no, 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 you have to do this, otherwise we'll get in trouble. Yeah. So it's not the police. I mean, there are many police, but it's regular people. And so when I was, I was talking about this many times, I'm like, they're the Nazis, the people, the small business owners. These people who are willing to sell out all of their values and fall in line for draconian unconstitutional edict from an executive, that's the problem. It's the banality of evil. Them just being like, it's mundane, it's normal, I must ask a five-year-old for his ID, otherwise he can't come in. This hungry man, I'm sorry, you don't get access to public accommodations because of your medical condition or otherwise. Have a nice day.
2: Yeah. You know what's fascinating is where New York is protecting the integrity of their healthcare system by mandating these uh, um, um, requirements and the identification that you are compliant with the requirement. But when it comes to the integrity of their elections, if you proposed mm-hmm. an ID system they would... Oh, it's laughable. Absolutely. Absolutely. A five-year-old has
0: to have his ID now. What five-year-old <laughs> has an ID? Exactly. exactly. What
2: five-year-old has a driver's license? Yeah. What What ID do you have for a five-year-old? Exactly. And quite frankly, if I had a five-year-old and they were like, we want to take his picture for an ID, I'd be like, listen, no creepy yeah. Jeffrey Epstein person, I don't know who you are taking a photo of my five-year-old, but we don't... He doesn't need a five-year-old, uh, an look. ID.
1: You get... they'll probably say no no that's crazy you don't need an ID for this just your vax card Mm. well the vax card is effectively a form of identification but they've always said that but but
0: no no every Um, place in New York City that does these and they're becoming more rarer by the day you need to show your identification with your vax card so that people could validate um, that it's your vax card how else can you validate that it's someone's vax card if you don't have a proper form of identification and and
2: you've mentioned small businesses in New York and I'm born and raised in New York City and my whole family is basically still in New York City and you, you talk about living there like you go to a deli or a pizzeria, the guy who owns it makes the pizza, does the cash register. If you have to add on top of his responsibilities, can I see your vax card before I I just what do you want? A slice. A slice and a Coke 225. Let's go. Next. Like uh, yeah. you know, so now on top of this, I have to also check your status. Like I don't have time to do that. I'm well, trying to run a business. You you, so, you, you you bring up
1: I just want to get something to eat. Hmm. Let's talk about this next story. Where a woman was effectively starved by uh, the Canadian government, woman goes 40 hours without eating in Trudeau quarantine facility. That's intense. So I, I recently I did a fast uh, over uh, over a day during the holidays because actually the day before we were gonna have our Thanksgiving dinner. I'm mm. like I am not eating today, huh. and then tomorrow I am going to have Thanksgiving. <laughs> and uh, fasting's not easy. I wouldn't say it's like the hardest thing in the world, but 40 hours, basically two days. Because you know she's going to sleep. She's probably mm. going to get some food before bed. Hopefully, woman goes 48 hours without eating. A woman with an extreme celiac eating disease has told media she did not eat any food for 40 hours in Trudeau's quarantine facility. Let me let me tell you. You know the quarantine facility is. It's an internment camp, mm. and it's uh, it, it's it's the, the definitions get murky, but. James Lindsay had an excellent tweet from the Holocaust Museum explaining what a concentration camp is. It is a facility that detains people without due process. Mm. Interesting. They said what separates from concentration camps from normal prisons is that there is no due process and you are taken without any chance to defend yourself, go Mm. to trial, anything like that. So it is different if you fly in somewhere and you know by going here you will be subject to this. What's going on in Australia is very different. They're going Mm. to people's homes and taking them without due process. Now, they say this woman from Edmonton, Alberta, she had to stay in quarantine uh, quarantine hotel in Toronto after flying back from Ethiopia. The woman did not eat as the facility did not provide her with gluten-free food. Celiacs can become seriously unwell if they break their strict diet. The woman and her husband had to quarantine until they received a negative test result as they had been to South Africa recently. This is despite the fact that her husband had three doses and she had two. They were quarantined at the Hilton, Hilton Hotel. The woman said she had to be careful with the food she eats. So I've I've known people with celiac's who get like sick to the point of hospitalization mm. if they eat gluten. So like they have a, it's like an allergy. I don't know if it's if if, if, if a, allergy and celiacs are not the same thing, are they? No, I don't think so.
2: Celiac is an autoimmune disease, right, yeah. which a lot right. of my family has because for some odd reason it's very common in Irish women.
1: Huh? Yeah. Really? Oh, I'm lucky. Yep.
2: So they, I have a lot of female cousins who have celiac, and so, I, so it's not an allergy; it's an autoimmune disease. I
1: think I think my friend had an allergy, and they were like, "Legit, can't eat it, get mm. sick, swelling, potential anaphylaxis, and stuff like that." And you know, you take it seriously. So if you're being forced into quarantine, but they're not providing proper accommodation, this is just—I'll put it this way: there's a big difference. Like I said, if you choose to fly into a place where you know they're doing this. That being said. I, think, I still think it's a violation of human rights to bar people from traveling with this coercive method. Yeah. Basically, what they're saying is like when, when they initially launched the thing, I think Australia and Canada were like, it's $2,000. If you fly in, you've got to pay for the quarantine. Yeah. And so that's basically saying, sorry, people, only if you're rich. Mm. So I think we're at a point where it, it feels to me like everything they're doing is a coercive measure to just push people down. They don't give you the right food. There's videos of people, and they take photos of their food. And one guy was like, here's what I was given: It's one slice of bologna on two pieces of white bread in a quarantine. And now you have in Australia, they're upping it to taking you from your home Mm. randomly without you traveling. Yeah, well, it's incremental. First, it's it's just going to be two
0: weeks to slow the spread. Then it's just wear the mask. Just take this. A vaccine. Just take a second vaccine, mm-hmm. a third vaccine, a fourth vaccine. Oh, you want to travel somewhere. You can only do it if you're rich, if you're established. And this is a, the first horror story from one of these quarantine facilities, quote, quarantine facilities. There was multiple stories of women getting assaulted. There's multiple stories of security guards literally going into the rooms, which they have to keep open for security guards. Security guards having their way uh, with people. Again, family-friendly shows, so we're not going to go too into the details here, but absolutely disgusting things have happened all in the name of government looking out for your safety and security, and they're not doing any of those. Uh they're, This is a larger power grab. This is all about acquiescence. This is all about slowly pushing you to comply with a bigger and bigger and bigger request, and it's only going to get worse from here, in my opinion. Yeah,
2: I think the, the message takeaway, if it's possible, is what we saw with a lot of the Biden mandates when people just said, I'm not going to comply and then the courts ruled in our favor and said, yeah, this is a total violation. Hopefully New Yorkers, it's, it's gonna take one, one small business to be the first one to say, you know what, we're not checking IDs. Uh, well, not. they and and then another will follow and another will follow but that first person to take that risk though is well they it's happened yeah and there they have the, to do more of it there was a
1: deli and then this one guy went around with flyers right. handing them out and they started putting up in windows that bar
2: in staten island also that guy was pretty famous i forget his name there was a yeah. bar in staten island who refused to shut down and he had been the gym in new jersey yeah. those guys are on Tillis. tv quite a lot well yeah. i
0: was in new york city a couple of days ago and no one's enforcing anything Hi. good no one, a- oh. no, one a- no one no one is asking people to wear masks no one asked me for my identifications or vaccine papers i went around. Some people are complying. Some people aren't. But businesses especially if you run a business in New York City you know you can't do everything mm. so to enforce this ridiculous decree where everyone has to give up their their ID and medical records just to go into a store i mean even the people who do comply aren't for this because people forget their papers they lose their papers they they lose their documents their their whole identification system is on a piece of paper that literally mm. anyone could print out which the federal authorities have made illegal to do
1: so yeah. but but uh, well using the using federal government logos or anything like that ex- exactly so well right now in Florida uh, I think it's Advent Medical Network, big hospital announced they've suspended their vaccine mandate because the courts have ruled unconstitutional or, or they've effectively frozen it. So the interesting thing is I think this was Biden's strategy all along. I think the strategy that we're seeing from these uh from the, these governments is tell people you have to do it and then cross their fingers that people will do it before they realize the government has no authority to do this. Mm. So Biden's like, we're going to mandate this. You know, it's done. And it's like, that was a press conference. There's no decree. There's no executive order. But then businesses come out and they just say, well, you know, Biden said we have to. So everyone go do it by this date or else. Mm. A bunch of people then say, OK. Then they come back and say, oh, you know what? They just said we don't have to do it. So you don't have to do it. If that were me, if I worked for a company, I'd file a lawsuit against the company. Yeah. And Even- I'd be like, oh, hold on. Joe Biden never issued the decree. Joe Biden never formalized the executive order. OSHA eventually Mm. put up the rule and it was suspended. But before then, a lot of companies like airlines were like, well, Joe Biden said federal workers and contractors have to have it. I would then say the company lied, use it as as an excuse, decreed we get an irreversible medical procedure. Mm. I can never take that back. I'm suing. And it's, it's not just New York City that I experienced
0: a lot of people just not complying, not going along with this nonsense. It's also being reported in Ottawa that by and large their vaccine mandate has failed because of the labor shortages and businesses not being able to be open because of these strict rules and regulations that they have on people. And another aspect of these mandates that we have to understand here, they're, they're cruel and unusual because also of the larger question of liability. So if, if I get hurt and I get forced to take this vaccine who's liable i am i'm Mm -hmm. paying the medical bills the person who forced you to do this the government that forced you to do this the pharma that created this product they're not liable for anything that happens to you if you are hurt or injured during the process of this uh you know vaccine. So that's another aspect of it that people need to understand and and you know a lot of people are asking the very basic question, you know, you really want me to take this, why don't you take some liability on yourself? So there's stories of people mm-hmm. coming forward and saying, "Look, I'll print a liability form. You just guarantee liability for yourself if you're forcing me to do this." And many businesses are like, "Okay, you don't have well, to that take the vaccine." <laughs> I told people,
1: if you work for a company that says we're doing a vax mandate, Show up the next day and be like, I think it's wonderful you're doing this. Absolutely. Mm. Now, this is a liability waiver saying that you as an employer yeah. are requiring this for me and you assume all risks associated with the medical procedure. See what they say. Yeah. And if they say no, I'd be like, that's really interesting. Why? You don't think it's safe? And then if they say, well, why, why do you want us to sign this? I'd be like, well, because you're requiring it. Like, if I told, if I told you I required you to drive a car and then you crashed the car, who's responsible for yeah. it? Like, the business, like if I, if I was driving a pizza, a pizza truck for, for a company, and then I get, and someone hits me, that's an injury on the workplace, right? So they gotta deal with it. What's, what's the matter, boss? You think it's unsafe? Sign it. But guess what? A lot of businesses probably will be like, sure, and they will. And then, hey, there you go. Yeah. For the rest of your life, you're, you're, you're identified. They assumed all responsibility. And then you gotta include it to something like, in the event of the dissolution of the business, the liability folds over to the company's owners and principal officers, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then see how fast they say, I, I can't sign that. Yeah. And be like, oh, you wanted you wanted me to assume the, the liability for this medical procedure. That's a weird thing to ask
2: for. Maybe you've got some great lawyer who's listening to the podcast right now who can make those readily available Tem- online. They, they are available you know? online, because and people have been available. printing them, and they've yeah. been being shared. And I, I've been awesome. hearing
0: multiple stories of people yeah. printing this out and saying, you know, you Insert want me to get name this, here. I will. Yeah. But you take liability and you take responsibility for forcing this medical procedure on me that might uh, cause me some problems. And so. then
1: and then here's what you, what else do you do. If they say no to that, you have a backup and say, Oh, OK, well, the next one says that you are refusing to assume the requirement liability, the liabilities for requirement of the vaccine and thus will not be punishing me because you decided you didn't want to uh, sign this form. So, I mean, you can do clever things. You could say like the liability waiver is actually a, 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 a like a request form like this is the document saying that you are hereby requesting I get the vaccine for continued employment mm. and then you know it, it also includes assumption of liability and all the standard legal stuff for your request uh-huh. and then if they say whoa whoa I don't I don't want to uh, sign that you can be like well if you refuse to sign the document saying you require me to get the vaccine sign this one saying you are hereby exempting me from the vaccine they got to sign one of them yeah They'll be like, oh, I I won't sign either. You just gotta do it. Like, oh, then sign the one that says I gotta do it. Prove it. Yeah. Or just respecting people's
0: exemptions. There's people who literally can't take the vaccine because of allergies, because of previous medical conditions, because of religious beliefs. You have to respect people's
1: individual's beliefs. I mean, yeah. And their own individual medical history. We get it, but we're so far beyond that at this point. You know, like how long has it been since it's been months? You know, I had a, a, a Fox News van pulls up and they're like, hop on, Tim. And it was, I was like, they just decreed the mandate for the first time in New York and there's no medical exemptions. And I I look back at that interview which like apparently got picked up and I was like, that was a stupid argument. Mm. I was like, how dare they mandate this with no medical exemptions? And now I'm just like, now I'm just like, how how dare they mandate this period regardless. Yeah. But it, we, we, I feel like it's just I don't know what else to say other than hey, this keeps happening. It's going to keep happening and it's going to be escalated. They're going to turn up the heat. So I don't know what else to tell you other than get out of cities. Because people in New York keep voting for the same thing. And so long as you got people living in the matrix and you don't want to live there, well, you gotta choose, take the blue or red pill. Yeah, I would say
0: New York City is copying Europe's homework. Europe mm-hmm. is copying Australia's homework. Mm-hmm. And that's the plan that they literally have envisioned for everyone in particular stages. They just call it different names. But essentially, when you see the larger implication of this social credit score police state that they're putting on to everyone it's happening in different layers in different stages new york city is going where europe is and in europe it's it's going to such an insane level where italy just joined austria and germany with the, their new lockdowns against the unvaccinated people and they they just implemented their super green pass but austria is literally putting forward a decree that by february 15th people have to be vaccinated or face penalties from the state which may include fines or jail time for not taking a vaccine which means if you're at home you don't even go outside you're on you're on lockdown because of the government you still will be punished for sitting at home in isolation by yourself the government is making legalese language Exempt from the Nuremberg code to literally force their way into your life, even if you don't participate in society. the,
1: the Nuremberg code thing is is hyperbole. it's It's people who don't understand what it says. A bunch like like even the post millennial put out an article saying that you know uh, European Union chiefs wants to do with the European the uh, Nuremberg Code she never said that she didn't say that but they are implying no, that because she that, said that we should maybe have a vaccine mandate she didn't even say we should she didn't she didn't say we're gonna do this she said maybe there's something European countries should do and then someone took that and said well that would violate the Nuremberg Code because the Nuremberg Code says to participate in an experiment requires consent. And so I'm like, okay, y'all are playing semantic manipulation. Break this down properly, because here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna get someone who's gonna see that story from the post-millennial, and I like them, you know, we're fans of Libby, Libby Emmons. But they're gonna be at a family gathering or whatever and they're gonna say, the, 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 the chief European Union lady said she wants to get rid of the Nuremberg code now! And then they're gonna pull up on Google and be like, she literally never said yes, anything of the didn't. sort. She said she
0: wanted to start a conversation about mandating vaccines throughout all of the European Union. Which that was is, the conversation. Which
1: then if you start from there and talk about what, to what degree the vaccine is experimental. So, you know, the argument is that because there's no long-term testing, and because they don't have uh, – the insert says, like, we don't know the risks to pregnant women, people are arguing, well, that means it is experimental. And it's like, sure, there's a big difference between saying we're going to force someone to drink vodka and watch Ratatouille you because know, that's, like, some of the experiments they do at these universities. That's actually, that's actually one of them. the ones I did. They gave me vodka and then I watched – I think I watched Ratatouille. That's a great movie. And they wanted to see, like, you know, I, I did an aptitude like – a, like a general you know, quiz at the end of it. But that's experimentation. The Nuremberg Code specifically is like, if we're going to in, uh, uh, bring you to a lab and do studies on you, you have to consent to it. Yeah. To say that someone is getting an emergency vaccine and that's violating the Nuremberg Code is like, well, you could get your lawyers in there and make that argument. But we, uh, all I'm saying is call it whatever you want. Make sure your language is precise. Otherwise, you're going to lose the argument. I'm just well, cast- they're not
0: getting it. They're being coerced into getting it and manipulated into getting it
1: by government uh, taking away their, their access to society. That's um, the I, that I get that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying – you know people are are, ta- are talking about the Nuremberg code without actually having looking into the source material and you will lose arguments you will not convince anybody by being hyperbolic in that But, that but can we yeah. just
2: back up and recognize the fact that like Italy and Germany are making an alliance. Does that, like, does that not like raise anyone? and and
1: and and, and, what did, what did, exactly. and, and what did what did the Paulette people say? They're like Tim Tim Pool is raising the specter of the Holocaust. Not, not only that,
0: but German sh- soldiers are literally marching around with tiki sh- uh, tiki torches, honoring their leader Angela Merkel. As 150 major German corporations just announced that they're going to conduct the largest vaccination promotion effort ever mm. literally regurgitating the government's talking points trying to impose their will on the people of germany so there's a lot of right, let's, pull, parallels let's, let's pull this here.
1: up we got this story from the local.de this is a german news source explained why is german twitter up in arms over a torchlight military parade uh it's not so much that a bunch of you know, German, you, you know, uh, military men of some some degree are marching through the night with torches. It's that Germany is also implementing lockdowns for the unvaccinated. Ah. Mm. We're seeing in Australia, now this outside of Germany, the internment camps where you will be taken from your home with no due process and then detained in a little tiny box where they tell you you can only go outside to do your laundry. You can't, or you, can, you have a balcony. Sorry, but you can't cross the line. You'll be fined five thousand dollars. So Germany, as uh, as Daniel just mentioned, Italy, Austria, all coming together and being like, we are going to mandate this injection upon the populace. Otherwise, yeah. you can't have food. And now they're marching
2: around with torches. Does, does their camp have a little sign above it that, that says like, the, vi- like the, the, the vaccine sets you free you or something free, like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the arguments that, that government bureaucrats
0: have been making. Take this vaccine, do as you're told, and you're gonna gain your, you're freedoms, gonna your freedoms back. back you're yeah. gonna gain your access to society back. You're going to be able to go to a restaurant and purchase
2: food. Well, <laughs> even th- Biden has hinted at yeah. that, you know, yeah. b- more than hinted at it. He said that as, as much. And that's such a backwards insane back. kind
0: of critical way of thinking that we have to, we have to first understand on face value, they're the ones who took away normal life. They're the um, ones who take, took away economic prosperity they're the ones who took away our ability to live a normal prosperous happy healthy life they're the ones literally implementing policies that have created more depression more suicide lack of economic opportunities have impoverished people and literally have stolen their wealth right in front of them literally disappearing the value of their dollar as it sits in their hands the value the the value of the dollar be, is being extremely devalued and and people are finding that less and less they have the ability to do anything that they want, and every aspect of their existence is being tightly regulated and controlled by bureaucrats who think they're gods ruling the funny, over you.
1: The funny thing is this, this, uh, is this is actually an old story. It's from October, the, what? The, the German
6: Torch story. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through Car Shield. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to CarShield.com/Carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save twenty percent. CarShield.com/Carlson. That's CarShield.com/Carlson.
3: Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back
2: What was the what were they marching about though? Uh,
1: it is kind of weird to they're, have they're, they're, it. They're, no, they were celebrating Angela Merkel and this was a payover They were marching to uh, uh honor those who risked their lives or lost their lives in their operations in Afghanistan as oh. part of the oh. withdrawal. And so this was back in October, this story at least. I don't know, maybe they did it again for Angela Merkel, but this is the story on, on the local. And the funny thing is they're march marching next to the Reichstag, is that how you pronounce it? Yes. yes. With torches in their hands. Oh, so the funny thing is when they announced that they were going to be locking down anybody who didn't get the, 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 uh, the vaccine, a lot of people were like, Oh, there's Germany getting back to tradition and getting back to their roots of, you know, mandated medical procedures. And then this photo is actually old and people are like, Hey, maybe something's been going on in Germany that we haven't been paying Aww. attention to. Yeah. There was a joke. I can't remember who did it. Um, do you, I don't, uh, maybe one of you guys remember he was like, who was this? Who was this? I saw this recently? Um, Hold on, I'm trying to think. I can't remember. He said that uh, if if he were like the UN or whatever after World War II, do you know who this was? Uh, maybe. Continue. He was like, we'd tell Germany, you don't get to be a country anymore. It's like you, you started a war against the world. Like literally <laughs> trying to- <laughs> Wasn't like, it
5: Norm Macdonald maybe? Yeah, I think yeah. it was Norm Macdonald. Yeah.
1: He was like, you started a war against the world. Yeah, he was So like, uh, you don't get to be a country anymore because look what happens yeah. <laughs> when we just like let them keep doing their things. It's a weird thing, but you know, have, you, know have, you know what I love the most about the European Union in Germany is that we literally have like two wars and a cold war in an attempt to prevent the, the consolidation of power in Europe under one governing authority. <laughs> and then Germany comes along and they're like, hey, guys, let's do this union thing. We'll have the strongest economy. Your currencies will all be devalued, and then you will have to borrow from us. Yes. And Germany basically becomes the dominant power in the European Union. It's I have amazing!
2: A, I have a pretty lit friend on the right who I won't say his name, but <laughs> who has a whole theory that Germany is the worst country in the history of civilization. Because starting, and he's 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 very very Catholic. Uh, starting with Martin Luther and the Reformation. <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. he <laughs> goes through every every fifteen hundred <laughs> years, something has come from um, Immanuel Kant. Something comes out of Germany that is destructive to the rest of the western values ending with world ending with the green movement in germany he's like i have evidence that germany's no offense to any of your german listeners um <laughs> I mean, germany is germany? the worst yeah, country in the history of of the western civilization the, it, did, it's a pretty it, funny theory was,
1: was communism coming out of uh, germany Karl,
2: where was Karl marx from
1: mm-hmm. was he from you know. austria yeah yeah was it was
2: it uh, i thought he was german
1: the Frankfurt school was that from Frankfurt. That I'm, Frankfurt. I don't want to be, yeah. you know, yeah. a little dull. I don't know the I don't know where they say it's the Frankfurt school is that is the answer that obvious. Frank,
2: sure. Yeah. Frankfurt, Germany? Yeah, Karl Marx was is German. German. Marx was ah. German. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Marx is German. Marx was German. Yes. Yeah. What are I'm these sure. guys doing? Yeah. Exactly. Now Beethoven was also German yeah. this is we, the funniest, we do love him very much. This is the funniest
1: um, thing about like white nationalists and like their views. I'm like, yo, like these bad ideas literally came from Germany, dude. Like you guys were just full <laughs> of bad ideas. I oh, I I I think the white nationalists, you know, don't identify with the communists, but I'm like, yo, you guys need to rethink ideology cuz you have no idea what you're talking about cuz you just sound really dumb when we look at Germany and like, hey, all of the bad stuff like the the extremist ideologies of of that era. Mostly came from like these places, yeah, yeah, bad stuff. We want freedom, you know. The people who came to the the, the Americas were just kind of like, "Yo, we want to do our thing, even if it means like landing a boat on a barren shore in the woods and just building right there." And like these people would get on these boats and they'd be like, "Well, one fifth of these the people on these boats are going to die before we even make it there, and then once we do, another half will die before winter comes." Let's hope we have enough water, (laughs) 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 you
2: know. Don't run out of apples. How long are we going to be on the boat? I don't know. Four months, three months. (laughs) Depends upon the wind.
1: Yeah. what what, They have to bring like limes with them? How did they pull that off? Did did everyone just have scurvy and they're all like hunched over when they arrived? I
2: can't imagine the folks who did it for back and forth full time, the traders, right? Hence the Dutch East India Company being, I think still to this day, considered the most wealthy company in the history of... The world, yeah. But imagine going across seas and you do it again. You come back, you go back. Holy
1: cow! The amazing thing about it was uh, how many people they killed over making food taste better. Yeah, it's like, dude. Sometimes, like when I have steak, we just do a little salt on it. I guess. But, man, they were ready to, like, colonize, invade, destroy, burn, pillage, murder, and, you know, enslave. Did I say that? All because they were like, food must taste better. Uh, cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. Pepper. Saffron. Ah. Black peppercorn, <laughs> yeah. man. That was it. Like, my my, my <laughs> understanding is that black peppercorn was yeah. like, yeah. they would they would stab you to Conquer get the that, world. To sprinkle yeah. it on their food. Yeah. I admit, black pepper tastes good, but now everyone's got it on every diner table.
0: Yeah, we are very lucky. We are very <laughs> privileged. And <laughs> that
1: privilege and that luck is slowly being taken. Taken away
0: uh, from us by uh, you know a sinister group of really bad uh, billionaire corporatists, but you know throughout history, when when you look at history, they 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 not only tell very interesting tales, but one common thread is always these crazy megalomaniac people trying to rule the entire world, trying to take over the entire world. Whether it was Caesar, Napoleon, Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, Hillary Clinton, Attila the Hun, Vlad the Impaler, there was always a group of, of 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 people that wanted the entire world for themselves and i think it would be naive to think that there isn't another kind of person or group that wants to do that today and i think a lot of the crazy policies that violate human rights are their way of doing it of slowly Mm -hmm. incrementally putting it on us without us noticing that there is someone trying to
1: have control of everything uh, there's of course competing interests of very powerful individuals who want control of a lot of things that's just history like you were mentioning but I think back to the movie The Patriot because I love that movie so much. When um, you, and you guys have seen it with Mel Gibson, sure. He's meeting with I think Cornwallis, and they're discuss, discussing, discussing uh, you know uh, officer exchange or whatever, and it's like a trick or something. But he, but the Cornwallis is like, we're going to discuss you st- uh, the, the cease the cease cessation of the targeting of officers on the field. And he was like, gladly, when your officers stop targeting children. And then apparently that scene, like the British got really mad, like the actual British were right, like, yeah. we've never done that. That didn't happen. But anyway, I digress the The point was, in that film, they make the point that during war they'd be like, "Okay, we're all going to go out and march and kill each other, but spare the officers." And and Cornwallis <laughs> was like, "Could you imagine what battlefields would be like without gentlemen in charge? It would be chaos." This is the same attitude that persists mm. today. The ultra wealthy elites are like, "Oh, we'll go to war, but don't worry. If you lose, you're fine. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll take care of you. Go to exile, or whatever. We'll just kill all of your all of your civilians and citizens, and then you, as the wealthy and powerful elite, for the most part." You're spared, except when it comes to more modern warfare. Now it's like if you defy the established order, like they'll invade your country and they'll just burn everything to the ground. Like Hillary Clinton, we came, we saw he died. Now it's gotten like just very straightforward war, death, murder, etc or they'll all or they're like
0: or they will cancel you <laughs> that's also another way <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I think the more we're moving from modern warfare we're moving into a different form where I, I think it's psychological. I think people inflicting harm on themselves after being brainwashed and propagandized is an aspect of this that we should be entertaining because if you look at the the, the kind of biggest increase in cause of death, suicide, and deaths of despair are becoming more and more common, and they're growing every single day. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's another layer, another aspect of fourth-generational warfare, or if some would people some people would say fifth-generational warfare. I think we have to entertain all of those aspects, especially because this concept of one person bombing and attacking and conquering another uh, place has failed throughout human history. And I think there's powerful people who are a lot smarter than that, and they have started to implement it in a different way where it's not really that obvious, because if it was too many people would resist them, just like mm. in recorded human history, they resisted
1: them and they weren't able to fully successfully take over. Well, I, let's let, let's talk about La Resistance. Yes. We have this story from the Post of Millennial. Trump's new media platform and Rumble have distribution deal. There is a lot of good to discuss here. There's also a decent amount of bad and concern. And the, the notable thing here is they say Howard Lutnick. The CEO of Rumble's parent company, Cantor Fitzgerald, stated on Monday that they have worked out a distribution deal with Donald Trump's planned truth social media platforms. I want to say right now, when they say that the CEO of Rumble's parent company is Cantor Fitzgerald, that means Rumble is now a subsidiary of institutional Wall Street investment firms that are one of 24 uh, um, investment firms that can do direct dealings with the Federal Reserve. So this does not sound to me like an independent, free, safe place to run your business. It sounds just like they're building the B side to big tech. Yep. However, that being said, you were saying earlier that this Lutnik guy was like a big Trump supporter.
2: Mm. Yes, the, the CEO of Kenneth Fitzgerald is. Um I, I totally get your point. Um, it, it but there's good news here. That's why I bring it there, up. There is good news. I mean, we do need alternatives, and I think a plurality of voices is, is the way to go. Um, but, yeah, I share your concern that if it's just owned by another Wall Street company who is going to have to follow SEC regulations, and SEC regulations under this administration could be, unless uh, 75% of the board of all of your subsidiaries are made up of people who – we agree with their political persuasion, yeah. then you can't get your, uh, uh, you know, you can't trade on, the, you can't trade on the big board. There's a possibility here
1: that this is a massive concerted effort among powerful interests to counter the woke establishment big tech.
4: Hmm.
1: Because Rumble getting this access and getting this investment, getting this power could be a good thing if you believe in the stuff. I think the bigger risk is you know, Ian mentioned this as soon as they open as soon as they go public with the they did a SPAC, a special purpose acquisition company, Rumble opens the door to Vanguard, was it State Street, BlackRock mm-hmm. buying up percentage of the company and then putting pressure on them and then they're basically just Google again. Mm. So it's almost like there's a fear of a controlled opposition. If the company remained private, we have more reason to believe that they'll actually stick to their principles and not censor and ban people. But now, let's read a little bit of the news here first and then we'll get into the the tech stuff truth and the 45th president are going to use rumble's infrastructure, their technology, their cloud distribution capability. So they are going to be a service provider, a tech provider to the president's truth social. Lutnick told interviewer John Bachman on his John Bachman Now show for some they got Joe Rogan here for some reason. Rumble, a video-based pro-free speech platform, works in a similar manner to other streaming services. And full disclosure, we here at TimCast, we use Rumble infrastructure, and we are more confident we won't get banned there. But that being said, we'll speak honestly. Lutnick continued during the interview. What this is, is people with political ideology being asked to leave YouTube. Comedians are now coming over. Gamers are coming over. It's a broad group of people uh, who don't want to be censored. They want to be able to speak their minds, speak their truths, and speak their opinions. So I think Rumble, which is neutral down the middle, I think it's going to get a huge following of people who just want to speak their minds. Lutnick further iterated that Rumble, after the, the deal struck with the, struck with this company, will now have the money to now go do whatever they want to do. I mean, that's, that's, that's potentially good news, right? Hmm. Right off the bat. This means that all the people who are worried about not having a way to compete with YouTube's infrastructure can now go somewhere else. And there's going to be revenue there. What Rumble needs to do right now is they need to use as much money as they can to create a comparable partner program that YouTube has. Because the number one thing that keeps people from leaving this platform is audience size. But more importantly, for newer creators and new talent, it's the fact that YouTube is subsidized by Google, Alphabet, whatever. So YouTube costs uh, Google money. But they subsidize it so that people stay on this platform if rumble can do the same thing and i also think they do got to clean up their interface and you know their website needs a yeah, you know it's a little a little, hmm. little messy then people are going to be like look if i'm going to start a channel somewhere why go on youtube someone is making a new channel is going to speak out and speak up against all of this you know this bs going on around the world they're going to say if i go on youtube i'll get a strike right like Elijah Schaefer and Sydney Watson, for, in- for instance, on You Are Here. They've gotten how many strikes already? Like takedowns? A Two, couple?
4: yeah.
1: Already, and the show's new. So there's going to be a lot of people being like, I just do it on Rumble. I don't have, you know, people without big followings, without a ton of followers, will just be like, I'll start a Rumble channel. And then, at the very least, I can make money there. The exact same way I could make it on YouTube.
2: Mm. Well, it's funny that the same article. I assume this is from today or the last couple of days. This article, Axios, is, uh, has a totally different spin. Where I think the headline is, I should pull it up. The headline is right-wing something like uh, the right wing echo chamber. Yes. And it's funny. It's it's first of all the. To think that, like, the left isn't just one echo chamber, right? <laughs> like, every single uh, publication, newspaper, TV outlet is literally just saying the exact same thing as the DNC. Um, and it's insulting to call it an echo chamber because it's not. It's a platform. Well, um, this, this but, was... but, it's just, it's, it's, Axios's spin.
1: We, we have the article right here. This oh, is, how, there it this, is. This is how the media lies, right? Right wing builds its own echo chamber is an opinion and it's also incorrect. It's mm-hmm. a false framing. But for them to put this on a news article, it shows you the, the why we need alternative platforms yeah. in a way to counter kind of this. It's not an echo chamber. Bec- just because different right-wing websites exist doesn't mean people don't read other news. An echo chamber would be a cultural phenomenon where people are like, I'm not going to watch any other news. But we know from the data, conservatives get about a third of their news from mainstream liberal or leftist sources, whereas liberals get 5%. So what we're actually seeing here, the news is right wing media emerges and it's not even right wing it's independent moderate libertarian and conservative you know it's an echo chamber the, yeah. the YouTube front page you yeah. go on that
0: and it's the same voices the same political opinions regurgitate mm-hmm. regurgitated to you in, in so many different uh, formats I'm A- skeptical Apple to, news yeah. whenever
2: you sorry whenever you swipe to the left and you get to the news thing uh, look at Apple look at the top stories on Apple news echo chamber so yeah. sorry
0: S- same talking points same headlines same kind of narrative nothing deviating from of course the large agenda that's set against the American people. But you know I'm, I'm skeptical of Rumble, but it's going to be very interesting to see how they're going to kind of traverse this online landscape, where they're going to go, how they're going to be different, or if they're just going to be sellouts. I'm, I'm skeptical because of things like the ESG, the environmental, social justice, and government's social credit score that a lot of mm. top companies have to be compliant with. And the more essentially woke you are, the more you sell out to the agenda and narrative, the better score you have, the more investment money you have, the more economic opportunity you have the better evaluations you have so this is a key indicator of of how it's going to be playing out for many large corporations so to see rumble in this system if it's going to be played by it, if it's going to be destroyed by it, I, I think it's it's worth starting a conversation about because it's going to be very interesting to see if this is just going to be another sellout major big tech company that, that has a bunch of people at the top who want to make a bunch of money mm-hmm. um, or if it's going to be something that actually challenges the status quo, challenges the current infrastructure that people have to fight with that
3: destroys free speech in the First Amendment. I I, I, I think it's like, Challenge me the more, the stronger you the push, the more powerful I become. Yes, challenge me, get bigger, get stronger, and then I'll buy you. Well, they have the one ring. They're trying to defeat Sauron with another one ring. (laughs) I can do it. I can withstand the pressure of being a having a billion dollar centralized social network with proprietary, no one can withstand that, man. They're coming with billions and billions of SECs coming and the government's coming. Like, it's not Chris's company anymore. Rumble's it's, gone. It's,
1: it's not, Chris. but I still think this is a big net positive as much as I don't think it's a permanent solution. They mentioned at Post Millennial that Trump's anti-big tech social media startup raised one billion dollars from investors over the weekend to fund the digital venture. Quote, one billion dollars sends an important message to big tech that censorship and political discrimination must end. America is ready for truth social, a platform that will not discriminate on the basis of political ideology, Trump stated. This will be, this will be interesting because look, I signed up for a rumble, uh, I'm sorry, uh, not rumble, um, parlor. Hmm. I am on, uh, we are on rumble, but I was, I signed up for parlor, like, okay, okay, this is like the 80th time they've been like, this is the alternative. And then Trump now, I guess he's using the Mastodon code to launch his own version. Yeah, and they've
3: acknowledged that yeah. as of yesterday.
1: Oh, okay. Well, at, at, at any rate, this is one I will actually immediately sign up for. Mm, I'll be like, okay, you know, I'll use this because it's Donald Trump. It's, it's, it's there's, there's, there's power behind it. And there's going to be a big push from everybody who wants to follow Donald Trump to be on that platform that makes it viable. One of the things that makes it really difficult for all these other alternative platforms is are there people there to talk to. Yes. YouTube's got it, Twitter's got it, Facebook has it, but no one really cares about Facebook for the most part. Mm. Now these alternatives, they don't really have it that much. Even Rumble does not really have it. So what they did was they got, you know, they paid for people like like uh, Siraj has a show there, right? Yeah. And and Glenn Greenwald yeah. and a few other people were were paid by Rumble to do, you know, programming on their platform because they need people. Otherwise, why would you go there? Yeah. All of this stacking up, I actually think we might be seeing what I've long been asking for. So I don't want to rain on the parade, you know? When it, w- now that we're seeing this deal, and we're seeing this investment and this infrastructure, it looks like a lot of free speech voices, or at the very least people who are mad about being censored, are being like, if we don't do something against big tech, we will lose. And mm. I've been saying that over and over again. They think they can go in and say, Section 230 reform, and I'm like, yo, you're sitting on fat stacks. Why don't you just be like, okay, here's $10 million to fund this the initial infrastructure to get this going? Well, now there's a billion dollars, and it was raised, by, I guess, by investors buying through the SPAC. So all in all, I think it's pretty good news, okay. but of course, but of course, well, and, and we're going to get into the important part here, did you think, my friends... It would be that easy. Huh. From CNBC, Trump's SPAC under investigation by federal regulators, including the SEC. The SEC and FINRA probes were disclosed by a filing by Digital World Acquisition Corp. The special purpose acquisition company on track to merge with Trump Media and Technology Group. They're already fighting back. The government is coming after Trump and a social media platform because I think it actually is a threat to their established narrative BS. Mm.
0: It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting because Trump kind of plays like he's a part of the establishment and then kind of counters the establishment. Um, I obviously don't have a lot of uh, hope in him personally myself after his latest moves, especially with some of the interviews that he's been given on Fox News recently. Uh, shilling for, of course, uh, Big Pharma. That's my kind of perspective. That's my understanding of it. So to see the government kind of hit him, I, I think it's more personal than it is anything else. And I think there's a bigger fight here, and we have to acknowledge that fight is happening but I still see it as one wing of the same bird kind of slapping each other uh, at the end of the day um, from my own perspective.
6: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows, and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com
1: Even at thirty thousand feet, so sign up now at chumbacasino. dot com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino. dot com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. I think if
2: that. you are the social media platforms, uh, look at what Zuckerberg did in the twenty twenty election through Facebook, huh. um, and 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 how he. I mean Molly Hemingway's book on that is just absolutely brilliant. Um The her book rigged and and how Zuckerberg spent his way into flipping the election in, in key states for, for the Democrats. Um, they're not going to give up that power pretty easily. So I'm not surprised that, that the FEC is going after this because, or the SEC is going after it because they don't want to lose their power. And the Biden administration, I mean, this is, they use government, uh, authoritatively whenever they get the chance. I mean, that's the lesson they learned from Obama also. Heck, today also, Merrick Garland announced he's, his, uh, he, he's uh, suing the state of Texas again because of their redistricting because yes, uh, they don't want the districts drawn that way because they don't want it drawn that way because they want to turn Texas blue. So what is their lawsuit based on? Based on the fact that we don't like Texas. And so, what did Bill
1: Barr do? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. He, yeah, nothing. Republic, you know, look, Republicans and Democrats, they're both establishment. The reason the Republicans haven't been doing anything for years is because they're just stopping the populist movement and, and the working class from actually getting anything done. And the Democrats, because they have a bunch of ignorant young people just marching blindly behind them they're able to you know crack the whip and get away with it because of the mm. tribal uh, nature of what they're what they're what they're doing but i mean th- th- this should be alarm bells to anybody trump starts a media company and also the sec is investigating huh. dude i'm calling bs on that mm. come on we saw what happened with obama and the Tea party and the irs using the power of the government to harass and coerce and go after anyone who opposes you Yep, this is just them vying for power. And when they
0: have power, they of course conceal it for themselves, use it for their own personal benefit. Uh, and when you see it from that perspective, these larger kind of spats and fights kind of do make sense because it's, you know, the left wing versus the right wing. Um, so we, we have seen that this abused so much. Um, and I remember even doing a news story about 10 years ago talking about how social media could decide elections. There was numerous studies being done that came to the conclusion saying, if you just tweak the algorithm a little bit, if you just tweak what people see and don't see, you could literally change the future of this country. This was something that we were talking about 10 years ago. I think this has become something that's not just a possibility. I think it's a reality. Mm. And I think we need to acknowledge what you mentioned, is that big tech social media does affect elections, does affect who gets voted in, and of course, they have a clear side with anyone who, of course, does their bidding, who, of course, anyone who works for them and is willing to help them out at the end of the and, day.
2: And they have pure, uh, a pure uh, uh, financial interest, right? I mean, of look course. at some of the players in this, um, not social media, but it's media, Michael Bloomberg, one of the top 10 richest people in the nation, uh, the two guys from Google, Alphabet, uh, Top five richest people in uh, the nation: Zuckerberg, yeah. top five richest people in the Eric these, Schmidt, who, these who goes to not-
0: Bilderberg and Burning Man. Yeah, um, the- it, it's and, and then he's the man who helped start one of uh. the major super PACs that that of course spread the first kind of term of of Russian collusion. Yeah. So so there's they're integrated in so many different ways. Eric Schmidt said he, that he. Uh, supports Hillary Clinton. He backed her in so many different ways. But he, he th- there's so many other things happening behind the scenes that aren't even public that we don't even know about. Yeah. That truly do highlight the bigger power plays at hand here behind the scenes. And obviously, right now, the power establishment that's in charge is the corporate neoliberal, uh, fascistic establishment that is parading itself as a social justice warrior, woke ideology. When in reality, they're they are technocrats, yeah. and that's exactly what I would call them.
2: Absolutely, and total authoritarian because they yeah. also support Black Lives Matter, if you ask them. they, they are, We're all behind the Russia collusion. They probably all support vaccine mandates, and they're all worth $65 They, they only support dollars. Black Lives
0: Matter when it supports their divide-and-conquer yeah. agenda, when, when at the same time they pass initiatives that largely discriminate against them, just like these larger vax mandates predominantly discriminate against black people. And now, not only their opportunity to go to places inside, but now their opportunity to even find a job. Yeah. Where in New York City... Predominantly, the majority of people who haven't taken the vaccine are black. Now they can't get a job.
2: No. So. Can't go
0: to the library. You can't go to the library. You, you can't, can't do anything.
2: You can't, yeah.
0: They took away all their economic opportunities, but these are the same people cheerleading. We
1: support Black Lives Matter no matter what. No, you don't. You
2: support they, they, your agenda and they your power. They use grabs. the
1: power of the government to crush their opposition. Yep. Exactly. But we got something interesting here. Devin Nunes is retiring. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be joining the Trump media firm. And I can't say I'm surprised that the feds are going after Trump's media firm, but he wrote uh, a letter. He basically said, um, Nunes said in a letter for, to his constituents that he'll be leaving at the end of 2021 prior to the 2022 midterms. Recently, I was presented with an opportunity to fight for the most important issues I believe in. I'm writing to let you know I've decided to pursue this opportunity, and therefore I will be leaving the House of Representatives at the end of 2021. Rest assured, I have not by any means given up our collective fight. I'll just be pursuing it through other means. So uh, Nunes announces resignation. The Trump and Media Technology Group released a statement saying Nunes would be the company's chief executive officer. I would love to see, uh, uh, to have Devin on the show to discuss yes. this, Mr. Nunes, congressman, and talk about what's going on with this, because I certainly believe Devin Nunes is a fighter. Oh, so yeah. I've been concerned about what's been happening with like the acquisition of, of of locals and stuff. Seeing this, I do think there's another risk of big tech. Just because they say they're going to protect us and protect our rights and allow free speech doesn't mean that in five years' time they actually will. It'll be other people with other interests, another agenda, in power, and the ability to censor you. So I'm all about decentralizing this stuff and then hooking it into the machine. What these people have been doing, I've been building a centralized system just to give themselves power. So it's it's one thing to be like, I believe everyone should have access to communication, and it's another thing to see two warring factions arguing over who which which one of them gets to have control over the means of communication. Right.
2: Yeah. I think the interesting thing about Nuno's retiring, I just wanted to confirm that he is from California. He yes, is he from is. California. Um, which means the governor will renounce his replacement. Um, Pelosi does not have a very big majority. He would not risk the larger. Right of center agenda. If he thought anything was in risk, so I think Devin Nunes knows nothing's going to happen next year. Like my being there or replacing me with a Democrat is going to mean absolutely nothing to the agenda. But what does that
1: mean? Does that mean the Republicans are aren't going to win?
2: That no, that means that the, the, the House will be in total stall next year. They're not going to get anything through the Senate. That they'll just be on vacation. That's my hunch. I don't think he would leave. If oh he, right, right. If right. he was like, we have the Yeah, we have these really big bills that are coming up. I gotta be there because we only have a three vote lead. Right, right, right. He's he, like, he's eh, right. It doesn't make a difference. No, he's right.
1: I mean, it's it's tribal right now. The Democrats have the house, and it's not going to be until what January third, twenty twenty three, yeah. before but, even uh, if the red wave, ha- red wave happens. Yeah. Uh, and think
2: of how sad that is in terms of just civics that we are already d- huh. dismissing all of next year. Nothing will happen in DC. <laughs> 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 billions a good thing. And tra- I like that. It is. That sounds great but to me. You what a, a colossal <laughs> waste of space and time and money all these yeah. people are going to be flying here and they're going to be having the, meetings y- you they're going to people like you, you, you up you described the perfect definition of government <laughs> right <laughs> exactly. there
0: that was it say that sentence they're again go, they're going to be hauling all people this like time and you money.
2: in and they're going to have these hearings but no, it's it just how 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 embarrassing is it like it's all just a joke it's just a huge it, it waste. always was i know
0: <laughs> it always has been and it always was and i and i think a, a stagnant government that keeps fighting itself and doesn't accomplish anything and doesn't pass new rules and laws is the best government. Yeah. An inactive government is the best government people could ask for because it doesn't
1: get involved in anyone's business. I I, I disagree, Luke, at okay. this point. Um, a, a government that begins repealing laws and adding yes. sunset clauses to, uh, you know, existing laws is is the kind of government we need. If the Republicans had a
0: backbone and actually did some of that, I would agree with you, but they don't. Mm, They usually comply and they just want to add new bureaucracies, new jurisdictions and new regulations that gives them power and gives them authority. I I wish there was a political system or a political party that represented repealing a lot of the bureaucracy, repealing a lot of the dumb regulations that hurt small businesses that prevent people from competing with Amazon and Walmart and Mm. Costco and whoever that's be. the Department I of wish. Commerce.
2: Yeah, seventeen thousand people work there. Look at what a good job they're doing. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So, right? great.
0: Yeah. so I, I wish there was the, the the slow kind of recalling of all this nonsense. I wish we could just had one rule. We talked about this on the show a number of times. Just make make a sunset clause on all laws, mm. on all rules, yes. on all regulations. All of them. Just let them expire. Uh, please, because there's so much bullcrap that the average American has to deal with every single day when it comes to a mafioso, middleman, uh, government thug interfering in their livelihoods. It's, it's impossible to make ends meet for a lot of people. I wish the
1: founding fathers added an additional amendment that, you know, the Constitution can be amended in these ways. However, statutory laws passed by Congress will all have a natural sunset period. And the reason for that is. And they could have, they could have done like a natural sunset of 20 years or something to recognize rules change by generation. Mm. And new generations coming in will need to assess the rules of the previous generation to determine if they're still, you know, applicable to what's, what our society is like today. And I think then you have the constitution, which is mostly immutable. It's very difficult to change, but can be amended if everyone comes together and, and, and mostly agrees. And then when it comes to statutory law, these things gotta get reviewed. Cause right now, If they put up – I would say this. In about 10 years, I'm willing to bet gun control is going to be in the gutter. 2A advocates are winning. They're winning like crazy. And that means the younger generation, the leftists who are pro-gun and the right Mm populists and the independents and libertarians are winning on this front. Absolutely, they would be like, oh, we're going to review this NFA thing? Throw it in the gutter. Mm. That being said, they can go in and then be like, hey, we're all going to vote to throw this NFA thing in the gutter. So that's, in my opinion, a good thing. But I think with sunset clauses, it makes it happen a little bit faster. Hmm. Where whereas you might need a certain amount of votes to get past a, a, a filibuster or get it through a veto, with the sunset, if they don't vote to uphold it, it's just gone. Whereas right now, if they say, you know, we're going to pass the the repealing the NFA Act, and then Biden's just like vetoed, get out of here, and then they're like, we can't get the two thirds majority to you know to get the to overrun override the veto, so you can't do it. With the sunset, they just be like, ain't nobody voting for it. So we got a simple majority. It's out. That'd be fantastic. But yeah. speaking of guns, let's talk about some, uh, oh some cultural stuff. Uh, I want to talk about Alec Baldwin. We got some interesting news in the Alec Baldwin front from Deadline. Alec Baldwin today deleted his Twitter account and so did Hilaria Baldwin days after Shock ABC interview. And I will tell you my thoughts. I think he deleted his account because his lawyers were like, you dumb mother effer. effer. <laughs> Everything you said incriminated you in killing this woman. Hmm. And I am uh uh I wouldn't say I'm more convinced than ever that he's a, that he's com- he intentionally committed murder. I would say that interview that Alec Baldwin did with George Stephanopoulos was incredibly incriminating and it sounds to me like the probability that he did intentionally murder this woman went up a decent amount and I would put it at like I don't know. If I were to think, like, what percentage of me thinks he intentionally killed this woman, it's like 26%, 27%. And then, like, 20% says it was an accident or whatever. But this whole interview, it says to me, this guy, he did it.
2: Something's wrong there.
1: It's beyond wrong,
2: man. Yeah.
1: I mean, have you been following the story? Now? I have.
2: I have. No, absolutely. And I, I was surprised that he actually gave an interview because if you're under any investigation, the last thing you want to do is have more words that can and will be used against you. That's why you're you have the right to remain silent. Um so I don't understand why he did this interview. I also found it funny that he chose Stephanopoulos because uh, Steffi probably thinks he is getting these, these big hits and like he's, he's gotta have some, some cool feature. But really it's because they know he's just an easy interview. If you are in trouble and you're on the left, go to Steffi Stephanopoulos and, and you will get a cakewalk. But even with the cakewalk, I mean, imagine if he went to a real journalist. Imagine if he sat down with someone who actually asked him oh, hard I questions. Oh, I would have roasted this guy. Oh, so he went to George Stephanopoulos for a cakewalk. Yep. And even in that cakewalk, he said a lot of stuff yep. like, the fact that he did or did not pull his, pull the trigger even
0: well a lot of people are saying that this is rude to the family that's still in mourning that yeah, he's true. making this kind of big media spectacle around this and it's also I, you know looking from the outside it's also kind of psychotic to try to proclaim yourself as a victim here which which he was in in my kind of uh, you know understanding of it was trying to make himself out to be making him the center of attention around this when in reality you know, this was a very uh, emotional issue that I don't think helps anyone in this
1: situation. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some of the facts and some of the things he said, and I'll I'll just get straight to it. One of the things that really caught me was when he made this argument. Stephanopoulos asks Alec Baldwin. I'll give you the quick the quick elevator pitches to what happened. Alec Baldwin was on the set of the movie Rust. He pulled out a gun, pulled the pulled the hammer back, fired it, killed a cinematographer, and struck the director. The, there's a lot of other nuanced details. We'll get into a second. But Stephanopoulos said, why didn't you check the gun? And Baldwin said, you can't. When you're handed a weapon, if I were to open the, 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 the chamber or, or take the clip out, I know he said clip, he meant magazine. He's like, they would immediately take it away from me because it's been checked by someone else. You know, he probably thought that was a really good argument. He probably was thinking about doing the interview, talk to some people and they were like, oh, tell them you can't check the gun, because then they would take it away from you. Hmm. The idea being, if they saw, if if the armorer was checking the weapon, taking it apart, putting it back together, checking the rounds, hands it to Alec Baldwin, and then he opens it up and does something to it, the armorer is now like, yo, I just checked this. What did you do? Give that back to me. I'm checking it again. But that's a really dumb thing to say, because I'll tell you this. Ah, so Alec Baldwin, you recognize That the armor or prop guy, as he calls it, hands you a weapon. You can't do anything because that guy has to make sure it's checked, correct? Yes. Then why was it that when you were handed the the weapon by the AD, who is not the prop person or the armorer, you did not find that suspect enough to call for the prop guy and say, please check the weapon? Someone had manipulated it. Hmm. If your argument is you can't check it because they would take it from you to check, why didn't you call for that when it was handled by someone who wasn't the armorer? That, in my opinion, is incriminating. Additionally, he claimed... When he was on the street and the people, the, the the paparazzi were filming him, he was like, she was my friend. She was my friend. In this interview, he was asked, what did you know about Helena Hutchins? Nothing. Huh? Nothing. Until she came on set. She was your friend, but you didn't know her until she took this job. He hmm. didn't know she was. So why was he having dinner with her? Why was Alec Baldwin having dinner with someone who wasn't his friend he had just met? That could be that they're working on set and they said, let's go grab dinner and talk about the movie. But at the same time, we know that there was labor concerns. The crew was complaining about safety conditions and, and and pay, and people were walking off. Then we find out Baldwin's having a, a, a dinner with a woman he doesn't know, and he describes her in the interview as intense, not interested in small talk, just getting down to business. Mm. So I don't know. I, you would have to believe that Alec Baldwin was handed this gun— Popped open the, the, so these are single action revolvers. There's a little latch on the right side. You pop it open and then you can see and you put the bullet in, spin, the, the cylinder doesn't come out like you see in like the video games where they flip it out, the single action. So we'd have to open the latch one by one, load it while spinning this, you know, spinning this, uh, the cylinder. And if he wanted to put a bullet in it, he'd have to put one in and then close it. Very easy to do with, in my opinion, I think it's a bit of a stretch to assume that Alec Baldwin with one hand was holding around. Reached over because he had the, the gun on his side, and then popped it open, pushed the bullet, and pulled it out, and then shot her. But I also think it's even it, it's 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 still more absurd to assume that the gun had to be accidentally loaded with live rounds to be to get, given to a guy who's not supposed to handle it, to be handed to Alec Baldwin who's not supposed to use it in this set. To then Alec Baldwin claimed that Helena Hutchins told him to point the gun at her and pull the hammer back. I'm mm. like, I'm sorry if I'm if if that's the official story. And the alternative is Alec Baldwin put a bullet in a gun and shot a woman. I think that Alec Baldwin put a bullet and shot a woman is much more likely to be true. But I'm not saying it's definitive. I don't know. I'm just saying it's more likely. Is
2: he saying that she said, uh, point the gun at me and shoot at me because she's a cinematographer. She's got a camera. She wants a POV, directed camera shot. Is what she's she's looking to, ca- to to shoot? Yes. Okay. That he was saying. She kept saying, you know, draw the gun. He pushed like from the Quentin side. Quentin Tarantino esque type angle where you're literally looking right, right at the camera, like, or boom.
1: or a slight angle, and so the camera's here and she's just to the right of it, and the gun is going slightly off. Yeah. But I'm sorry if his argument is she was telling me over and over again to draw the gun and point it at me, and then he says she told me to pull the hammer back, and then I let go and I, I it, it just fired. I didn't pull the trigger. That's not possible on a mm. single action revolver unless he was holding the trigger depressed while pulling it back, which also seems like a strange thing to do. So all of these weird, I, I said this last month, I was like, all of these coincidences had to have occurred for Alec Baldwin to have accidentally shot this woman. Sorry, dude. He was holding a single action revolver. You pull the hammer back. It goes click, click. I think it may even go click, click, click. You can't just let it go. It doesn't go forward until you pull that trigger. So if someone accidentally puts a bullet in it. Gives it to the wrong guy. Alec Baldwin knows that's not supposed to be the guy who has it. And he's supposed to get the armor to come check it because it was manipulated by somebody else. And then Helena Hutchins is like, yes, draw the weapon and aim it at me. Now pull the hammer back. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. I've been shot directly through the chest, hitting my spine and killing her. I'm sorry, dude. Baldwin straight up killed that lady.
0: Going through her and hitting another person uh, behind her as well. Uh, actor John Schneider, he was in the Dukes of Hazard, came out and said that he doubts that this gun went off by itself. He also called the whole interview bull-ish. Uh, family-friendly show, you know what I'm trying to say. But mm. he said that it was designed to, quote, make us feel sorry for Alec Baldwin. Huh. And, uh, I think he made some very interesting points surrounding this, yeah, this matter. Is he the guy who did the YouTube video? Um I'm not which sure. Which guy? The guy from, uh, what show?
4: John Schneider.
2: Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was, John Schneider. He was Beau Duke.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And, and, and he, yeah. he took, he, I, I think this is the guy who took the, the single action he he took it apart and he showed you exactly how was it works that was it
0: and he said that there was a propaganda uh, propaganda machine behind all of this and as we know uh Alec Baldwin has has been working with PR emergency companies that have been implementing uh a lot of the kind of fake news ha- mm. have been implementing a lot of uh the the kind of noise around this matter allegedly according to a lot of sources uh, surrounded in this case so it wouldn't be su- su- surprising to me if a, a crisis manager came to Alec Baldwin and said okay we're going to sit you down we're going to get rid of all this public pressure we're going to make mm-hmm. sure you get back into acting very soon and alec said whatever it takes um and and i think this was a part of the process you that know, he thought would, would help him
1: but in in reality a lot of other people are calling him out you know it's really weird is that this woman was an investigative journalist? Mm. Yeah, that's weird, right? And a lot of people are there's there's a was she theory. investigating the Clintons. Well, am being fascists. I know, I know, but there are a lot of people pushing something like that, yeah. and I don't see evidence for that. And I no. do think that's a, an attempt to push people away from the real story. You got to be careful with these really crazy conspiracies about you know kids in basements at pizza parlors because it is it is so absurd and easily disproven. But people believe the trash they read on the internet. What happens is you have this very serious story about Alec Baldwin, who killed a woman. We don't know why she did work as we have it here on our Wikipedia page. She has a degree in international journalism and worked on documentary films as an investigative journalist in Eastern Europe. Mm. So all of a sudden, you know, she now finds herself working as a cinematographer from the for the past few years. This woman was killed. Let's get to the bottom of it. But if people start pushing these crazy theories about the the, the secret undercover investigation she was really pursuing, mm. then all of a sudden you lose interest. CNN comes out and says it's a crackpot conspiracy. It was on all an accident. And like that actor guy said, there's a propaganda machine trying to make us feel sorry for Alec Baldwin when he killed this woman.
2: Yeah, and I think, I think you raise a great point that if you're Alec Baldwin's agent and his PR staff, the question is how do we get you back to acting as fast as possible? And you look at the history of some Hollywood unsavory actors. I mean – Heck, Roman Polanski gets standing ovations oh, yeah. at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. her P- his PR machine was so good. Now, granted, he's extradited in France, right? And He can't come back, uh, and he won't come back because he knows he'll get arrested. But Hollywood actors and actresses will still applaud Roman Polanski. And yes, he raped a 15-year-old girl, but... He's a brilliant director. And I'm sure if you're Alec Baldwin's people, you're like, what's that compared to Roman Polanski or Harvey Weinstein or so many other people in Hollywood wasn't there who famous, have these histories? Yeah,
0: wasn't there a famous actress that made a speech of, about him saying, we need him back. We should get him back. It's unfair what's oh, happening yeah, to him. Yeah, what yeah. was her name? Was it? I was can't it, remember. Was it Barbara or was
2: it uh, Whoopi? Was it, I, fr- I was forgot it Meryl exactly who it Was Meryl Streep or someone, someone a did major, give a major, a major actress, actress did yeah. give a, like, we need him, yes. We need him back. Was yeah. it the Gap Tooth one? Yeah. Um, What's her name? She, uh, she She's from go the family. Us. Um, the, the, the whole, all the families, uh, uh Sher- what the heck's her name? I'll think I, of it. I just think
1: Alec Baldwin, if, you know, look, I don't see how an accident, it's, 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 it's like, uh, um, final destination. You know that movie where the series of movies where the people die in really weird ways, right. like a truck is driving down the street. And then some guy spills his coffee, which like – so he throws it out the window, and then it bounces, and then it hits a sign, which causes the sign to spin around and then point in the wrong direction. And then a truck turns left but then slips on ice and flips over, and then the logs fly off the truck, fly, bounce through the air, hit a car, which makes the car fly off a bridge, and then hit a guy. Like that's what it sounds like to me when when they explain the, the, the scenario that happened according to Alec Baldwin. Hmm. Or there's the really simple, like more real-life – Angry crew members, Alec Baldwin, was frustrated, tired, angry, has a temper, and he said, screw this, bang.
3: Was he not supposed to have a gun in that scene? I heard that. The official, the official story uh, from the script supervisor
1: and the electrician was that he 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 was supposed to have a gun, but he wasn't supposed to draw it or aim it, and it wasn't supposed to be handed to him by this, this uh, assistant director.
3: So if he wasn't supposed to draw it or aim it, why would Helena Hutchins tell him to draw it and point it at her?
1: Well, she's dead, and she can't tell us exactly why um, that was happening.
2: The, the weird thing is, and I'm sure everyone's afraid to go public because this is an ongoing investigation. Uh, with the exception of, I've worked on a lot of Hollywood scenes. It was one of my earlier little things long, long time ago. There are no scenes that there are just three or four people. Porn shoots have staffs of 15 people, <laughs> right? A lot of people saw this happen. The fact that none of them have come, come out publicly and said what happened, they're probably all afraid. They, they probably it. all have. This is, this is definitely recorded on film. There's a lot of people who witness this. They're waiting for the investigation to go. I'll tell you uh, to this. Go right. and I will say one last thing, if you if you don't mind. I've worked on movies with with uh, Oscar winning actors and Oscar winning cinematographers. Oscar winning actors don't have dinner with cinematographers huh, like didn't the staff. They don't. don't work with the staff an, 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 yeah, an, unless hold, hold something on, is wrong. Like
1: wait, wait, an A lister. Meeting with a, a no. new cinematographer he just no, met. No. It, had, it must
2: have had to do with the crew getting Something is wrong. Or like they were like, Alec, you gotta take her out to dinner because... Like she's you've got to win her, her over, or she's the only one putting up with your BS. So you and he was like, "Fine, I'll do it." But I've been on movie sets where this—they they don't. The staff were—they were don't. Yeah, the they staff <laughs>
0: were pissed off because of the budgeting. They said that he was undercutting everyone and not properly funding the production of this movie. Yeah. And they were saying this is this is absolutely absurd. So that could have been you know the arguments that happened there. Uh, and, and again, we don't know. We're not you know we can only speculate from here.
3: You know the whole where Alec was saying if I had taken the gun apart to check they would have taken it away from me thing is such a pansy like that's what he would have done to someone as the producer if he saw someone checking inspecting their weapon he would have taken it out of their hands and fired the guy because he's, no, he's he's because he doesn't have he's impatient he doesn't have patience that's it's, it's it, I, not, I see what you're saying but he's just
1: lying that's mm-hmm. also possible like george clooney was like i always check yeah because you get in trouble if alec baldwin is like i, I didn't check because they told me i wasn't supposed to it's like well you realize that's still involuntary manslaughter right Like, so that's a BS argument. And it sounded clever. He probably thought in his mind, this one makes a lot of sense. And then all it does is incriminate him. Oh, so you're saying you knew the guy who was manipulating it wasn't supposed to hand it to you and you fired it anyway. You knew that if someone manipulates the gun other than the prop guy, it must be handed back to the prop guy. And you still took it, aimed it at her, pulled the hammer back, and fired it.
2: And But in his mind, the story was so good just like our friend Jesse Smollett and his mind oh, and story we got, we was so good. And he also did media. Again, all these people with these <laughs> yeah. terrible stories who are like, yeah. I should go do a live interview no, and incriminate no. myself. Prince Andrew. Don't. Don't give any interviews.
1: Jesse Smollett. No, no, no. Give today. interviews. Including Prince Andrew. More interviews. We need everyone. Jesse Smollett testifies today. I couldn't believe it. They're saying this guy may be convicted as soon as tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Jesse Smollett. By the time you guys – so we're live right now. We, we record this. But tomorrow morning, this one's going to go up. And it may be – but by the time you find this video, Smollett has already been found guilty by a jury of his peers uh. because it has been a disaster in this case. Yeah. they were – experts were saying the only defense he has is for him to testify. And it's – let's – you got to hear this. If you've not been following this, you are grab the popcorn, you are going <laughs> to laugh. So first, this guy claims the defense that the Osundairo brothers that he hired, according to the prosecutors, to stage this hoax are sophisticated criminals who framed him. They planned the whole thing mm. even though he paid them for workout training and then told the cops they were white. They planned the whole thing to frame him why? Because they're homophobic and they hate him. Mm. Oh. Then you get the uh, uh, what happens is during during testimony, the defense tries cross examining one of the Osandaro b- uh, brothers, and the judge said that it was like collateral or something in to move on. And so you, you, I got, just get ready for the suspense. Huh. They the, 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 the defense attorney calls for a sidebar to speak with the judge demands a mistrial because they were saying that they're not being properly allowed to uh, uh, cross examine then claims the judge lunged at her demands a mistrial over that the judge says that's bs that's, that never happened and you're not getting a mistrial and then the defense started crying and left the courtroom with her mother
2: the, the defense i am attorney? not
1: making that the up the
2: attorney yes left with her mother with her- <laughs> what is happening let me. I, I, I'm going to fact check that. How is this not on camera? How This is, How, this, is a, this is a violation of our human rights. Better that than this, is not, we need to televised. <laughs> this is not. I know This is better than Empire. The whole cast of Empire is watching Empire. this. I, this I, like I, this I, show I, is fantastic. I,
0: <laughs> I would have to say <laughs> that Jesse Smollett is trying to, to use the Kevin Spacey defense. If you remember, Kevin Spacey was accused of doing some absolutely horrendous, horrible things to underaged children, particularly boys, and his main defense was, "Hey." I'm gay. And because of that, the mainstream corporate press literally ran with headlines. Brave actor Kevin Spacey comes out as gay. Mm. And that somehow obfuscated the larger accusations, very serious accusations, of him doing horrible things to small children. And now Jesse Smollett's main argument here is that he's gay and he does gay stuff. That's his main defense exclusively here. And when that's your defense, I don't think you have a winning case here. No. It's a lifestyle, not a defense. All right.
1: It's crazy. I, so I pulled this up. We okay. got Breitbart and we got the New York Post. On Thursday, Smollett's attorney Tamara Walker requested a mistrial over her claims. Cook County Judge James Lynn, uh, physically lunged at her. CBS News reports. Reports say the encounter happened during a sidebar conversation with attorneys from both sides. The judge denied the accusations and also denied the motion for mistrial. Walker reportedly appeared to be close to tears while debating with the judge and left the courtroom with her mother while the rest of Smollett's team continued to ask for a mistrial. Okay, close to tears. Sorry. I said she cried. She was close to tears as she left with her mother. That is Jussie Smollett's defense team.
2: If your defense lawyer cries out for mommy in the courtroom... (laughs) That's a bad sign. That's that's bad. You know what happened was she went up and was like saying something
3: to the judge and getting in his face, and he went you he like he leaned at her and yeah. went I am the law here and got real serious. And then she considered that like an attack, yeah. but he's like establishing order.
2: I'm, Pro- yeah. that, that's that's probably exactly what happened. You know? Yeah. Wait, wait,
3: wait, wait.
1: She she brought her mom with her. Why? Is she like fresh out of law school? Seriously? and Like it's her first trial, and Jesse's like I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a chance. You oh, know, on so my break. life to like, so lead the defense. It, yeah, the New York Post reports the same thing. She was near tears and she left the ga- she left the courtroom with her mother who was in the gallery as the rest of Smollett's team continued to ask for a mistrial.
2: Did Jesse- did Juicy Smollett hire Elle Wood from Elle, Legally Wood. Legally Blonde? No, oh, Elle Wood oh. from Legally Blonde. <laughs> and like maybe he's hoping she'll have her breakthrough moment in the courtroom. You know, and she'll realize that that he's innocent. (laughs) I mean,
0: this is one comment that I'm seeing uh, right now. And it's uh, that Jesse Smollett, the first American to scam Nigerians. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And and, uh, that's what we're finding out through this court proceeding. And uh, I think they have a point. Good Lord.
4: But he
1: actually testified. And uh, let's read this from uh, CNN. They say former Empire star uh, Jesse Smollett. Took the stand in the on- star, I like- it, or, oh, I'm sorry, they said actor, I said- I- I- I made that up. They said, former Empire actor, Jesse mm-hmm. Smollett, took the stand in the ongoing criminal trial Monday in a high-stakes attempt to rebut charges that he staged a fake hate crime. They say, under oath Monday, Smollett offered testimony over more than two hours that suggested the brothers, whom he knew from the Empire set, may have had other motivations. He said, Bola Osendairo, who he called Bon, helped get him drugs, including cocaine. He also said, they had a sexual relationship uh, between them at a particular Chicago bathhouse. One night while the two were out, and Smollett testified they got a private room and did drugs and, like, made out. On a separate occasion, Smollett told jurors he and Bola snuck away from uh, from his brother after the three were at a female strip club together. Smollett testified again they got a private room and made out a little bit and uh, family-friendly show, you know, uh, had fun together. Let's just... I don't. I don't have relations. I don't, I don't know how this is relevant. You don't
2: relevant. need to go that Imagine deep. Imagine you're the jury they and Jeffrey you're like Jeffrey Tubing together. <laughs> what, what, what? What? If you're the jury,
1: if you're the jury, yeah, and he's just one. saying all this stuff, you're like, yo, I don't know what this has to do with oh, anything. Um, um. So they say, he kind of creeped me out. Every time we were around him, he didn't speak to me. Every time we needed to leave, he made it seem like we needed to sneak off. After a hate letter was sent to him. Smollett said Bola Osandaro approached him about becoming his personal security guard, something the actor told the jury Osandaro had repeatedly asked him. Following the letter, Bola Osandaro began asking him more about the need for security, Smollett said. The actor described being annoyed at the idea of always having a security detail around him. Around lunchtime, I would smoke my blunt drive around the neighborhood of the studios. I don't want to be in someone's car. Smollett told the jury that while driving around with Bola, there was never any discussion of planning a staged hate attack. Did you talk to him about some hoax? No, Smollett said. So it sounds like Jesse Smollett's argument is this guy staged the attack because he was trying to convince him to hire him as a security guard. And that, I mean, that's a story. Mm. I don't see any evidence to claim that's true because Smollett paid him for personal training. And the idea that these guys were white when that's what Smollett said, which is like, he lied, you know?
2: Yeah. So, so if they did this to convince you that you needed security, you called the cops, but you didn't uh, yeah. immediately point to them that these are the guys who did it. You didn't, they, and you were still wearing the noose, and you still had your soda and your subway they, sandwich. They did a dry run of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have they have the Nigerian brothers go
0: into a store and literally pick up black masks, right? Um, the rope that they use, and and they he wrote a checkup to them.
2: Yeah. Well, on tomorrow's show, if he is found guilty and you have this breaking news for the show, um, I, I tweeted a couple of days ago that I think his punishment should be very simple. He should have to go to the next MAGA rally and he should have to look at the president, Trump, and he should have to apologize. Oh, snap. Don't put him in jail. It's a waste of taxpayer dollars for him to go to jail. He should have to repay all of the legal work and the, and the police work well, that the was Chicago done investigating PD it. the
0: says that they're going to potentially charge him hundreds of thousands of dollars for Better. this larger investigation. It's a waste of
2: it. He's going to get killed in jail, probably. Um, I don't think he's, he's going to get... He shouldn't go to jail. But... For those of us people who are in Camp MAGA, who they made a huge deal of this in 19, and he did the whole press circuit, and they were like, this is indicative of the types of people who vote for Donald Trump. For all of us who who proudly voted for Donald Trump, who were sick and tired of being besmirched by people like Juicy Smollett, he owes us an apology. And we should get a sincere one, and a sincere one for me is being in front of tens of thousands of us. Don't write us a little letter or do a YouTube video. You have to stand there and face us and listen to... Uh, either heckle you or knowing trump people they'll probably give them a little applause Um, and say get him off the stage
1: i I just feel like i'm kind of done trying to convince people who are in the cult
2: the people
1: who believed this story the people who believe the covington lies the people believe russia gate ukraine gate all that garbage who fell for the lie after lie after lie and each and every one of those stories has been definitively debunked the media lied yeah what's the point of trying to convince people who want to be lied to that they've been lied to Mm. I mean, Justice Mallet apparently has supporters outside the courtroom, like, cheering for him.
6: Doesn't? Whatever. I, look, serial killers list? get it
1: too, man. Wow. Serial Damn. killers have get letters from ladies who are like, I love you, you know. Oh, so gosh. whatever, man. Um, uh, what's the point? I think a regular person hears the story and they immediately just are like, yeah, okay, that's BS. And I'm mm. like, there we go. What, what more do we need to be, to be saying about this? I'm glad, though, because I do think Justice Millett, Justice Mallet is contributing to the people waking up to what's going on. Yeah. Because... Well, you had Big Bang Theory with the, you know, they did the group photo and everyone coming out and being like, I can't believe this happened and blaming <laughs> Trump supporters. And it was just very obviously not true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a frustrating thing because it also does an awful lot of damage to uh, people who are attacked. Real, I don't, I don't believe in hate crimes. I don't believe in hate speech um but we use that term uh, but 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 it does do a lot of damage to people who are victims of crime you know and it oh, also yeah. how many police resources were were diverted right it's the same thing of like the bubba watson incident how many fbi agents does it take to yeah. go investigate a in nascar right when if, if these resources are so limited and so expensive how many people chicago this year just hit its 8 and I it's your home city i like to talk about new york as well chicago just hit it its 800th Homicide this year. How many detectives could have been diverted to the streets to whatever, but we're doing the Jesse Smollett investigation, right? So I mean, those are the people who deserve the true apology. You stole resources from a very, very tortured city.
1: It's true. It's true. But I also got to say, like, Chicago's got very serious problems with police corruption. And they've always had. It's been a mob town as long as I've known it. And if you look at history, it's always been a mob town. And I'm kind of like torn between... Yeah, maybe there could be some, some cops stopping, you know, some of these gun crimes and homicides and stuff. But then I remember when Chicago operated black sites where they arrested people without charge and held them there for 10 days without notifying anybody. Or when that one guy was electrocuting people to force confessions. So at that point, I'm kind of like, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to give them anything. We mm-hmm. got
0: tracked down by the Chicago PD and had a, you know, had a f- I, had a, I had a gun
1: pointed at me because of just journalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, we got uh, surrounded by a bunch of cars. They took the cop cars, unmarked, some marked. Took us out, searched us. It was all completely unwarranted. They apparently raided the apartment we were staying at. A whole crazy story went down. They tried yeah. planting drugs on us, just real, real dirty stuff. Chicago is a dirty city. They, they there's I can't remember the guy's name do you guys remember the, the the name of the guy in Chicago who was cattle prodding people into forcing them to confessions no, I don't remember his name. yeah I'm not a fan of the cPD
3: man whatever happened to the that black site that the Chicago police department was running do you know much about it it was uh no. square is
1: that what it was called you yeah Homans square Homans square yeah, you looked it up yeah yeah no it was unmarked location where they wow. would bring people to like you know effectively torture you know city at war man does that so. still operate I don't know. I haven't been in wow. Chicago. I, I I moved out of Chicago uh, thirteen years ago. Yeah, thirteen years ago, and uh got rid of that this.
3: story broke in twenty fifteen. Yeah, that's yep, nuts.
1: Yep. It's crazy, right? So look, man. I like the idea of, you know, the good local cop who's like, look, I just want to make sure people aren't getting hurt. And I've met some of these guys, but you look at some of these big cities like New York, Chicago, and LA, and they are crooked. Yeah. Super crooked. New York is super crooked. Chicago's super crooked. The small towns, you tend to, they tend, they tend to be okay, but you still get a lot of cops who are willing to just
3: do what they're told. Yeah. I kind of agree with you, Daniel, about I don't think putting him in jail solves anything at no. this point, but, but like a, a, a public apology might actually do more good for society. Yeah. For Jesse, I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, I gotta, at least for me, yeah. I want my apology.
1: I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read this, uh, from, uh, the super chat. We're gonna, we're gonna go to super chats, but real quick, first, I guess read this one that just came in. Kenny D says, you know how I know Tim isn't really from Chicago? Because he says people should get hot dogs at Portillo's. That's like saying go get pizza at Gino's. No. We went to Portillo's on Harlem and Archer. We love Portillo's. There was always a massive line. People in Chicago love their Portillo's. They got ribs. They got Italian beef. You get the beef dipped. You get it with sweet peppers or you get the jardinera if you want it. But okay, to be fair, we would also go to Maxwell Street because we had one, and it's just off of Cicero at like 65th. So we'd go there pretty often, and that's awesome too. But hey, man, I I actually agree, and I was saying this earlier because we did order from Portillo's. I was like, to be fair, ordering from Portillo's is like telling people to go get a hot dog and telling them to go to Giordano's. Like, if you want to get real Chicago pizza, you got to find a good local spot. You want to get a good hot dog, you got to find a good hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. But I took I took offense at that. I like Portillo's. <laughs> All right, if you're in Chicago, you can check that out and and get the gravy. You ever have gravy bread? You know no. That is? They literally take like a French roll and they dunk I've it in it. gravy it's till it's soggy idea. bread, and they put it in a thing, oh, and yeah. that's it. That's what you eat. That's, I mean. it.
2: that's it that's it that's it it's
1: like so 50 healthy. cents or a dollar or whatever it's very <laughs> probably not healthy at Delicious. all no it's probably but fantastic the, my but, ears perked up <laughs> but we've, we've had it here because you can order them uh, the, the, the Italian beef is so good you get the beef you put it in I like sweet peppers you put sweet peppers <laughs> on top and then you take the whole sandwich and just dunk it in the whole beef thing with gravy and eat it and the bread's all soggy that's what you're supposed to do that's right <laughs> I like you, know I, you know what I miss too you can't get it anywhere uh, is Jardinera pizza so, uh, jardinera mix. It's like, what is it? Cauliflower, jalapenos, carrots, mm-hmm. vinegar. And vinegar. Wh- Have you oregano. ever
2: had No. It yeah, it's very common on Italian food. Yeah. Um, I, I've never had it on pizza. That's kind of an abomination. Yep. No, man. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's so
1: good. You go to Chicago, you, you order a local Chicago place. They just put jardinera all over it and it is my favorite. But I, you know what? When I went to New York for the first time and I was ordering a hero, that's what they call it. They call it a hero. Yeah, a hero? it was crazy. No, a hero. With oh, like an H. H E R O. It's a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, not a not a like Yudos. A hero. And so I was like, I'm looking at the board. I'm like, what's a hero? And the guy's like, sandwich. And he points to the roll. And I was like, oh, like a like a like a hoagie or? Are a, you call like it a, a hoagie? Sub? A sub? Yeah, sub? Yeah. Or something? Hero. And then I was like, I'll get one of those. And I'll get you know, I'll get I'll get the roast beef with cheddar and some jardinera. And the guy goes, and with what? what? And I was like, <laughs> uh, do you have jardinera? And he goes, what? And I was like, jardinera. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, whoa,
3: him. dude. Yeah. When you make the Jardinera pizza, do you bake the Jardinera? You, you it, just put it on top of the pizza. And, just... the, and then you bake it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, that baked cauliflower, in. that would be really good. And
1: whole cloves of garlic. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah, man. People think Chicago pizza is deep dish. That's not true. That's tourist pizza. Real Chicago pizza has like a sturdy, thin crust. With like a thick layer of cheese on it.
2: The deep dish is not pizza. It's tomato casserole. It's very yeah. lovely, right. but it's not pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, I agree. I'm, it's like so, doing so a shot soup pizza. You know. we're gonna right. have but we're going to start a New, New York Chicago <laughs> rivalry here, and <laughs> New York historically pizza is, I win.
1: New York like, pizza yeah. is really thin. It's floppy, yeah. right? You fold it, you know, with three fingers, and it's kind of floppy. But if
2: it flops in the end, no good. It should, it should hold up straight. Right. It should hold but up straight. A
1: real Chicago pizza is actually a, a, it's a firm crust. It doesn't rise up like in New York where you get that crust. It's thin all the way around and they cut it into squares. That's like most. Squares. Squares. Most Chicago local pizza places do pizza like that. Or at least they used to. Now we're starting to see New York style take over. Slices. And then, yeah, mm. slices and the big crust in the back. Anyway, let's read super chats up yeah, debating pizza and stuff <laughs> oh, in Chicago.
2: Man, I'm <laughs> kind of hungry now, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to lie.
1: We actually did a big order of portillas and we had a hot dog. You know, everyone had hot dogs. We had hot dogs earlier today, too. You boil them. So good. Luke had the Chicago style. It's got tomatoes. It's got a pickle. It's got sport peppers. It's got celery salt. It's got relish, onion, mustard. It was like a sandwich. That's a lot of stuff on one hot dog. That's the Chicago hot dog, man.
3: Even without the bread, still. All right. We got to read
1: Super (laughs) Chats. All right. So we got a lot of people pointing out Patriot Front. Padre Mortales says, y'all should take a, uh, you should talk and make fun of the glowy group, Patriot Front, at yeah. least for a little bit. The March on Washington was hilariously glowy. That means like it was a bunch of feds. That was funny. I mean, it, it just seems so ridiculously fake. They, but is, is is the implication that like a large group of hundreds of federal agents all got together and wore uniforms? And they were this? all
2: yeah. between five foot ten and a half and six foot two. Yep. The, they all had 34 waist. That. Like I've never seen a more fit, Beautiful. uh, like, like <laughs> tall, like it was beautiful. If, hey, if that's the future that they want in America, I support it because they all looked it's all great. The beds, yeah. they were all healthy and and but they're trim. creepy.
1: They're creepy weirdos. And <laughs> no, just it's funny when you look at the when so you, fake. When you look at the actual right wing rallies, it's a bunch of fat dudes wearing yes, armor. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like the funniest thing is you see photos of guys in like trying
2: to hide under our vest that were <laughs> yeah. a little yeah. poorly
1: tactical gear with guns and they're morbidly obese. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, look. No offense dude, but you like you're not going to be able to run to actually deal with any kind of conflict. No. Like, you, you you you're not you're not fit for this. Like the the things that the military goes through to be ready when they do PT and stuff. But hey man, you know whatever.
2: I also so a lot, don't lot of understand, people are it up, and the knee pads was very bizarre. I don't yeah. know what I well. it uh, was a yeah, family that? friendly show? But there was a <laughs> lot of knee pads. <laughs> wow. A lot of knee pads. They were all wearing all right. them. Like, I I, know you, what, were you all catchers at the at the we're last softball here. game? Yeah. Like, what what is what's is with that? The knee what they pad? call it now? I don't yeah, yeah, yeah softball.
1: <laughs> <it. laughs> all right. Willie Bryce says, "Tim and crew, my employer announced today that those vaccinated will get an extra eighty dollars a week. I can't help but feel disrespected and discriminated against. You see, that's not see, they're not going to punish you. They're going to." promote everybody else yeah that's how they'll do to it motivate you and then if you want to get that sweet 80 bucks you got to do as you're told but do it see that's the game if you're a business you can just be like oh okay we're not punishing you we're just giving everybody who gets it a bonus yeah mm. you know well, a, a raise yeah is it i think no, it's coercive it's not. i don't know i don't, I don't know so. uh, there's challenges to what private businesses are allowed to do and, and who they want to work with but i think scale is a big issue if walmart tries to do it i'm like nah, it's you're too big you know but if you're a small business old dude and you've got like three employees i'm like maybe then we just say let the old man do his thing Mm. you know what i mean it's tough it's tough all right let's see the scott 16 says follow the science they say okay the companies that make these vaccines recommend against kids getting them is that is that true are they doing that i i don't know if that's the case is it what do you how do you mean like pfizer has said kids shouldn't get it
5: I did not hear that. I heard yeah, I don't. Pushing it for yeah, I'm for sure pushing
1: it. yeah, I'm pretty sure they're pushing it. I'm pretty sure the Pfizer, like the, the CEOs of all these companies, are like everybody should get it. And Moderna CEO is like you should get two more. Yeah. Yeah, they're selling you a product. I don't uh-huh. think they're trying to stop people from taking it. Subscription. But it's ultimately going to come down to a doctor, and that's the problem. Mandating kids get this, I'm like, sure. What does the pediatrician say? Yeah. Like, well, that doesn't matter. The government decrees. Okay, well, you got to get out of New York City. Yeah. Man. And what's the risk and what's the reward that people have to individually think about for themselves? Yep. All right, Kevin Devine says, My GF is slowly dying of heart problems due to the CA COVID measures. She pays $500 a month for insurance and has only been has, and has only been seen by a doc once. Still no referrals. Yeah. It's getting scary. I posted a short video on my YouTube about it. Oh, uh, can you leave? Can you get out of California before yeah, it's too late? I don't know. That's don't crazy. Know do, you know? That's,
0: like, so she has health insurance, but she still can't see a doctor? Yeah, that That's sucks. what they're alleging?
1: Yeah, I guess. Harambee's Irish says you can tell it's mostly liberals and libertarians in here, all scared of the government like they are God. LOL. I I don't think that's the case. I don't think so. Liberals, libertarian, me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like like us in here, we're scared of the government. Am I I mean, we're, I, we're mad at at like government overreach. But I actually think uh,
3: I respect the power of
1: I think the government. There's certain that's certain that's good things sure. from from government, certain bad things, but I think it's mostly been bad for a while. Yeah. I think the founding fathers had a lot of good ideas. Oh, here we go. Here's something interesting. Monkey Boy King says, is Tim going to take Dan Bongino up on his offer to let him explain what's going on with Rumble on Tim's show? Dan Bongino is welcome to come on my Dude, show anytime he wants. Lots Dan.
4: Are you yeah. kidding? Yes.
1: Yeah, Dan did an announcement about the Rumble uh, sale, but it was like, no, there was no, no details. Hmm. Like he was just saying, this is big, this is great, you know, we worked on this, awesome. And my attitude was very much just like, okay, well, you know, I don't see anything here other than we're becoming exactly what the problem was in the first place. But again, Competition is always good. So like I said, net positive, a, a competing powerful force, like a, an alternative place, it's going to force YouTube to be like, okay, okay, we're not going to censor everybody. Otherwise, we're going to lose them to competition. Competition's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd love to have Dan Bongino want to talk about I, it. That'd yeah. be great. Um, where is he based out of?
5: Uh, I want to say Texas.
1: Mm-hmm. No, Florida. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, he does his own show. I don't know if he'll be able to travel up here because I'm pretty sure he does what Monday through Friday as well. Yeah, he does. You know, but Dan, you know, we're fans. He's always, he's always welcome to come on. Adam Kraswinski, probably pronouncing your name wrong, says we are on the edge of war with Russia. There have been several cyber attacks by Russian actors. The U.S. lost in Afghanistan. Russia is invading Ukraine. Diplomats are being sent home. Talk about it, Tim. Yes, we actually did have that lined up. Maybe we'll do a, a members only thing about that because we didn't get to it. But there's a lot of news today, and I think I'm going to do a bigger thing on this tomorrow. I I had it in in the mix, but then New York announced their Vax mandate, and I'm just like you know it's it's here at home versus foreign policy stuff so i'm like we got to talk about what's going on with new york but uh definitely we will get to that that's crazy One hundred and seventy five thousand troops i think are being reported russian troops on the ukrainian border
0: well it's a build-up on both sides so nato and the united states are also pushing their soldiers there russia has declared a red line the united states has kind of uh poked at it a little bit especially in the in the in the sea there so it's back and forth kind of saber rattling that's becoming louder and louder and more dangerous for everyone
1: involved all right ponton says guys we are all born into we were all born into this it's been going on the entire time it just surfaces as it progresses this is generational subversion realized we are in crisis phase heading into normalization we stop it now or they win fourth turning man i think uh that person has a point yeah Wolf Freak says, hey, Tim, you might be interested to know I'm driving across country and just hit a gas station that required us to have a vax card. They denied me and my girlfriend service because we don't have one.
2: Holy cow. That's At a crazy. gas station? What?
1: Where was this? You don't, don't know. know but.
2: Holy cow. You can't get gas. You can't pump your own gas? That's a policy well, in, in New, Estonia. It's New
1: something. Jersey New and Jersey Oregon, yeah. I know, ban you can't pump your own gas. Yeah. So if they do it, you know. Jay Jay Seath says, Tim, will you get Dave Rubin or Dan Bongino on to discuss the acquisition and going public? Would love to see some hard questions. They are both welcome to come on anytime. The problem is they do their own shows. Right. So it's really difficult to be like, hey, cancel your show. Fly over here and do my show. Because hmm. it's just like,
5: yeah, so we'll I, 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 you know, so it's difficult.
1: And there have been people like, you know, I think uh, Elijah and Sydney actually postponed their show to come on here. Did, did they do that before?
5: I don't recall.
1: I, th- I think they may have and I have tremendous respect for them for yeah, being the willing question. to do that that's, No,
3: that's, no. the last time they were on was like a week before they started No, no three I don't know days about that Let them we're prove
0: their
1: uh, loyalty to us
4: Come on the show I think, I'm pretty sure Elijah
1: mentioned like, you know we normally do the show here but I want to come out to come on Tim's show if Okay, maybe it's not true. I don't know. Either way, like I'm Elijah Appreciate and Sydney it. are yeah. really, really awesome, and that was my understanding. And I was like, really, like, wow, you guys, that means so much to me. Like, thank yeah. you so much because they do their show at the same time, and and you know, we're big fans.
3: Mm-hmm. They're seven to eight thirty. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah big fans. They had Kyle Rittenhouse on earlier today. Yeah,
1: they did. I know, it was really awesome. Yeah, good show, guys. And you, you, you guys should come back. Silas Kraft says, "We in Germany had vac- vaccinate equals freedom' written on the Dusseldorfer television tower. We are preparing." for leaving germany because of the coming vaccine mandate my dad already lost his job because of the test mandate and his unwillingness wow. to comply Oof. yeah man it's getting dark huh the raptor's talon as i tried to start an honest conversation with some people on a discord server while well, it started off nice to say that it didn't end well as an understatement people don't want an honest conversation they want to win and if that means the end of the world so be it it's true for some people on the right, but it's mostly true for many on the left. Hmm. It's the, uh, rule on the establishment left and the left in general. And it's the exception on the right for the most part. And that's likely because the right right now has a sort of tacit alliance with independents and moderates. And the more moderate individuals, be it right leaning conservative types and, and independent types really want to understand and solve the problems. But you absolutely do have the right zealous Trump must win no matter what and screw you and what you have to say. However, they're a small group without institutional authority. So they're allowed to have their opinion, same as the left. Problem is when the establishment left aren't unwilling to have a conversation and hold the reins of power, yo, we got a big problem.
3: Mm. Yeah. If you were, if you were in a conversation via text in that discord chat, don't put too much weight on that. It's hard to get any good communication done via text. But, uh, if it was with words, try listening more. If you, if you can understand your opponent, they tend to like you a lot more. And ask more questions rather than making declarative statements.
2: And if they disagree with you, call them racist.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> strategy everyone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Conley says, for your pop culture show, if you need some retro gaming hardware, I'm a collector that has 2.4K games across over 20 consoles. Just wow. moved into Martinsburg. Cool. Wow. What would be the best way to reach out to allow your team to use my library? Well, the pop culture show is going to be focusing on like new shows, new games, TV shows, movies, and kind of stuff. So there's a whole bunch of new Netflix shows to talk about and review. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we would do retro gaming stuff. So I don't I don't I don't really know. but uh that's house
3: cool. Atari twenty six hundred. <laughs> Shout out to Berserk. We other? have a
1: we have a Retron downstairs. What's that? It's uh it's like a remade Nintendo and it plays Nintendo oh, games. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool. I think it plays SNES too. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But you can just buy a box that like has all of the Nintendo games and SNES on it. And just like plug it in your TV. Like we have a Sega. Uh, it's a little box you plug it in. It's got like uh. a hundred Sega Genesis games. And I'm playing it now and trying to play it on an HD TV is just not a thing. Oh no, wow. it's wow. funny. Yeah, yeah. It's right. yeah or I think it's sixteen bit. I and had a twenty six hundred as a kid. Yeah, that's why too. I'm nostalgic. Like, I'm
2: thinking of the games now. River
1: yeah, rod. It's hard, hard to play pitfall. In weird looking. Oh yeah, pitfall man.
3: Pitfall two was underrated. Oh, that's all right, let's see. Spartan Bacon
1: says, Tim, with a single action revolver, he could not have been able to put a bullet in and then fire without spinning the cylinder all the way around. I, uh, yeah, I'm, but I still I, I still think it uh, uh, makes more sense than this wild scenario of crazy coincidences that culminate with Helena Hutchins being like, point the gun at me and pull the hammer back. And ah. I'm going, you got it. Bang. Oh, no. Oh, like, I don't want to believe that Alec Baldwin put a bullet in the gun. No. I don't want to believe it.
3: No, I think the angry crew member was like, I'm going to get back at that production company. Put Uh, a bullet uh, uh, in before they walked off set. But then, like they said, you
1: have to rotate the cylinder around or pull the trigger. You have to fan the hammer, pull the trigger, fan the hammer, or rotate the cylinder to get the bullet to go all the way around. So someone
3: loaded it and rotated it and then put it on the table. Or
1: Alec Baldwin did. Because Alec Baldwin said, if I manipulated it, they would have taken it away from me. So why didn't he then say, if that was the protocol, hey, who's this guy who's manipulating this gun and bringing it to me? where's where's the prop guy who's supposed to be handling it before I'm giving it he had he, he straight up said that so then the only like simple explanation is that he put the bullet in it, wound it you know, and got it ready and then he it's so like hard that's to premeditated. It's that's so, pre. I know, dude. That's insane. It's hard to believe, but You've bro, his you, whole career. Away. T- I don't. I don't. Are I you can't. telling me the
3: alternative is more believable? Uh, I think so. I, what? The alternative it, that an angry crew member put a bullet in the gun, got no. it set up, and then through. And then Helena Hutchins was like, "I know you're not command. supposed
1: to use the gun right now, but why don't you point it at, at me and the hammer?"
3: Might have been a lot because there, like you said, someone said earlier, there's more crew members are going to be there watching that moment. So I want to see if people come out and acknowledge that. That did happen.
2: But the one crew member who was there watching it was the guy in charge of weapons. So how does no, no, that... No, no,
1: no, 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 he, no, That was That was Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, I think. Yeah. The armorer did not give Baldwin the gun. Well, I, I, I,
2: but I'm sure the armorer was there on set. So I at what point I is the armorer like? How did you get the gun? Like I don't know uh, if the, she was there. My job is to give it to you. If if it's not in my possession and it's with the production assistant, then I already screwed up because it shouldn't leave my possession. Yeah, anyway, he, he shouldn't have had the, the gun. The
1: official story is that... Someone accidentally, the armorer must have accidentally put a bullet in it, and then left it unattended, and the AD, who wasn't supposed to have it take, took it, brought it to Alec Baldwin, who knew if it was not the prop guy, it had to be given back to them, he straight up said this, and then Helena Hutchins, who was shot and killed, told Alec Baldwin, I, you're not supposed to have the gun out in this scene, but I wanna film you pulling it out anyway. Also, pull the hammer back right now, and point it at me. <laughs>
4: I, that's, just, yeah. that's
1: just, I'm sorry, dude. No. I don't want to believe Alec Baldwin did this. No. It seems crazy to think Alec Baldwin, the guy from 30 Rock, took a gun, put a bullet in it, and then went bang. But it's crazier to assume all of that ridiculous stuff happened. Hmm.
3: I don't think it's crazy to assume that an angry uh, crew member that was about to walk off set loaded one of the guns before they left. And then
1: Alec Baldwin was told by Helena Hutchins, "Point the gun at me. Pull the hammer back, and then shoot me." In a
3: scene where the gun's not needed, that's very. That's why
1: I can understand and look. But if you want to claim an angry crew member sabotaged Alec Baldwin, that's when you someone, yeah. You're making more assumptions, right? And so the the least amount of assumptions we can make is that Alec Baldwin pulled a gun and shot a woman. That's just that's for
3: sure. I mean, that's undisputed at this point. But
1: then, how did the bullet get in there? I I don't know. know, He had a gun. It did not come from the armorer. Let's just put it this way. It didn't the, come
2: from the armorer.
1: The gun did not come from the on-set armorer.
2: Right there, it should have been red flags galore.
1: That's all that matters. Red flag. Alec Baldwin was holding a gun that did not come from the armorer to yeah. be used as a prop, and then he po- pointed at a woman, pulled the hammer back, and she was shot.
2: It's like giving a girl you don't know what a bar or drink and saying, like, here you go. The girl's going to say, I'm going to throw this on the ground, because I don't know where it came from. Right, If right. you're the actor and they're like, here's your gun, and you'd be like, no, no, no. If you give... Uh, Assumptions. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's talk facts. If you're let's, gonna, let's, let's if you're gonna cross the street and you ask
3: the guy, "Is any traffic coming?" He's like, "No, there's no traffic." I'm still not gonna walk out on the street with a blindfold on. I'm gonna <laughs> take the blindfold off and look both ways for myself.
1: Let's just talk very simple fact right now. Alec Baldwin had a gun that did not come from the on-set armorer. Hmm. He then pointed it at a woman in a scene that did not call for him to point it at someone or or use it. Pulled the hammer back, and the gun was fired. I didn't say he pulled the trigger or fired the gun. The gun was fired. These are mm. indisputable facts. Everything else is us speculating or making assumptions. I didn't say he loaded it. No. I don't I don't know how the bullet got in there. But he had a gun that didn't come from the armorer. He pulled it out when he wasn't supposed to, pulled the hammer back and pointed it at a woman. It fired, and she was killed. Why would anyone make any assumption other than Alec Baldwin pulled out a gun that he did mm. not get from, from the armorer, and he killed a woman with it? The immediate assumption should be why did he kill the woman? Not what what strange final destination type circumstances can we can we build up to make it seem like it was all one big silly accident? And they lied to us from the get go. It was a blank, it misfired, shrapnel hitter and all those dumb lies. Misfired. Yeah. yeah. And now we and, and that's not what misfire means. Mm. And now we know it was Alec Baldwin pulling a gun in a scene he wasn't supposed to yeah he wasn't supposed to use it. He pulled the hammer back, pointed at a woman. The gun did not come from the set department, and he pil- pulled the Is trigger. Is it
3: that he was supposed to have the gun in the scene, and he was supposed to pull it out, but he wasn't supposed to point it?
1: And the the uh, script supervisor and electrician, who were both suing, said the scene did not call for him to use the gun.
3: That's so weird. But then
2: Helena Hutchins asked him to pull it out. No, and point he made it at that her. up. Dude. He's, or he's lying. Like, or he's lying again. All these people were on set, so a lot of other people. Who's the other guy who was shot? The the, the, director? the director. Yeah. If if that director is conscious, he is, yeah, that he's up director and- was pretty close. He must have heard anything that was said. Right. I mean, he was right over her shoulder. Yeah. So if she told him to point the gun, he's going to be
3: standing there listening.
1: I think it's just... I don't, look, I think, I think it's crazy to believe that Alec Baldwin killed the lady, but it's crazier Mm. to make up all this stuff to justify why he didn't.
2: And it's also crazy that his wife pretended she was from Spain for years. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, Uh, it's like, this is a couple known to be liars. Think about how desperate
1: people are to claim Alec Baldwin did not kill, intentionally kill this woman. She pretended
2: she didn't know the word for cucumber in English. uh, she really, really at the cooking show in the Today Show. <laughs> she was making gazpacho from her homeland, and she's like, "And now I add the uh, how you say in English uh, cu- <laughs> cucumber." Cucu- You're from Boston. Why are you why are you faking the Spanish accent? Oh, that's weird. Making man. gazpacho. There's how you, how, you, how you how you say in English in yeah. cucumber? You can see it on YouTube. It's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> All right. End of time says, don't forget everyone.
1: 2024, write in Tim for president, Luke for VP, Sarpach Lid for te- secretary of health, and Ian for Tim's science advisor. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> waste don't your vote. Near office, <laughs> Not man. this year. All right. Massimo Cloca says, Tim, look up the novel, uh, Lolita by Vladimir Nab- Nabokov. I wonder why it's called the Lolita Express. Yeah. Interesting.
5: Yeah, that's a connection. It's gross. We know.
1: Lady Shah React says, what are your thoughts on the proposed rep, uh, legislation to require schools to teach the history of communism? I mean, they don't.
3: It'd be freaking awesome if they sure. did. Like,
1: I learned about this when I was in school. Like, we were just out of the Cold War era. I mean, I was mm-hmm. going to school during the Cold War. I didn't Actually, know Actually, about... was I? I was, yeah, I think
3: I was in first grade. I, I got taught yeah. a little bit about the Soviet Union and about communism bad, but not about like communist atrocity, not about Karl Marx. I didn't know who Karl Marx Very was. Very
2: little about later.
1: China. And Mao and I the Cultural I didn't know China was
2: Yep. in the 80s
1: When did – it was, ni- was it 93 when the Soviet Union collapsed?
2: 89 is when the wall fell. Yeah. yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I
2: was so just about
1: that. when did it officially With collapse the Soviet, Soviet
0: Union? Luke, do you know? Um, Was it 91 91? or 93? 91. 91? Yeah,
5: let's yeah, I was born. Oh, okay, yeah. then
1: I wasn't in school. Or was I? You are. Yeah. yeah.
5: You're like seven or six.
1: Yeah, that would put Little. me in preschool and kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, in first grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be first grade. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah
3: crazy i watched yeah. the challenger blow up in first grade. that was yeah. weird i remember
1: ross perot and like <laughs> i didn't know what it meant but the yeah. school asked yeah. us to like type on a computer who we'd vote for and i guess they were like trying to figure out what our parents were saying uh, about it so i was like ross perot yeah, ross yeah. yeah. Perot. my parents were like the two-party system and like slamming the table <laughs> yeah did they
3: vote for ross perot also uh
1: i don't know if they actually did um i don't know i think my mom was voting democrat my dad was voting republican That's oh cool funny. but i don't know about back then i don't know about back then I think in 2000, that's what happened. Like, my mom a went what, Democrat, my dad went Republican. A
2: lot of what he said has come to fruition. Ross Perot is a lot like Ron, Ron Paul back in the day. I mean, when he talked about NAFTA and this giant sucking sound of jobs leaving North America uh-huh. to go to other places, and we're going to have a rust. He talked about how middle America will be decimated. Um, Wolf Freak he, says... "New stuff.
1: Sorry, sorry. Right. Mm. Uh, Wolf Freak says, Hey, Tim, that station I was denied service at was in Fort Collins, Colorado. <gasps> Jeez. Wow. Wow, well, yeah.
5: Fort Collins,
1: very uh, wow. All right, ninja That's crazy. Ninja Tanuki says if Alec's finger was on the trigger when he pulled the hammer back, and it was original, or a original fixed firing pin model, story is plausible. Still, no excuse. Huh. Right. So what that means is Alec Baldwin was depressing the trigger mm. while he pulled the, oh. and that then it just releases right away. So yeah. it just flicked back.
3: That sounds legit. That sounds I, plausible.
1: Alec Baldwin was
3: holding the gun, gripping yeah. the trigger tight maybe or like maybe a hair was a hair hair line trigger what are those called hair trigger well it it, it is a very light press so on a single action a very light press and then he pulled That's it back and Poss-
1: possible but that would mean he's violating all standard safety protocols on on top of the protocols he's already violated i mean look 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 just to put it very simply involuntary manslaughter i think is yeah. a given he did not receive the gun from the onset armorer right so what is this gun Hmm. whose was it where did it come from why would he assume anything he wasn't doing his job he wasn't taking safety seriously and he admitted to George Stephanopoulos he knew that if someone else other than the prop guy was manipulating the gun they'd have to give it back to the prop guy Hmm. so he gets handed a gun from some random person and goes ha ha click bang oops involuntary manslaughter at the very least
3: to a post. What
1: that says, New York forces medical procedures despite lack of testing and risk concerns. Meanwhile, Fauci confirms illegal immigrant southern border crossers are immune from federal travel bans and testing requirements. The Republic is dying.
3: Yeah, that's one of the things about COVID mm. that's been driving me nuts is the amount of people coming across the border that aren't getting tested and then getting sent in. And I'm yeah. not like a, a bullish on COVID, but I'm just like that. Glaring hypocrisy is insane. And And, Fauci's response was,
1: that's an entirely separate issue. (laughs) (laughs) It's
3: a good Fauci. I mean, that is like, if you were talking about Um, a pandemic and national security, letting people into your country during a pandemic and mm -hmm. just letting them fly in is not. And
2: then, and then shipping them strategically all throughout the country, right? I mean, because they can't leave them all in Texas. And so, They'll fly by nights, drop 500 in Dulles, they'll drop a couple hundred in Miami. So yeah, this is such a serious pandemic that we're just gonna spread it.
1: <laughs> we got a, we got one here and I think this is a good one for Luke. End of Time says, I'm wanting to get into journalism. Would you by chance have any references on educational material which would help me with the craft? I feel like more honest people need to start getting involved. Yeah,
0: um, I have Change Media University, which is now free for com members, but, uh, it, it goes you, it goes through all the basic kind of lessons and it goes through, uh how to how to start your career, how to, how to how to do things. But it's it's very difficult. It's not an easy one. It's becoming more and more difficult because of big tech's uh online censorship. So it's very difficult for anyone to make a name for themselves, especially with the algorithms being rigged against you. So uh, my word of advice is if if you really do have a passion for it, go after it, but also have a side hustle or a side job mm-hmm. that will help you pay for bills and facilitate that kind of lifestyle of you doing what you really love to do. Because when you're in this business right now, you really have to love it. Um, and if you love it enough, you can make anything possible and you can make it happen. And uh, if if you're committed enough, if you truly believe in yourself enough, you can make that a reality for yourself very easily.
1: We just got to work hard and it takes work and sacrifice and yeah. it's not easy, and you got to figure it out and build it up, but you can succeed. So, with that being said, my friends, go to timcast. dot com and support our work so we can continue to do this journalism. We just hired another reporter who's handling a lot of breaking news stories, and we're just going to keep growing and expanding. We've gotten new paperwork for our two nonprofits: one on fact checking the fact checkers, and one on creating decentralized tech. Those are going to be kicking up into full speed at the end of the year when we can officially start bringing in, you know, donors and 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 actually funding this stuff. And it's a nonprofit, open source, so there's no, there's no ownership. There's no giving anything away. There's no banning people. We are going to you know, do our best to make sure we empower people to know the truth, and share information they see fit. So thank you for all your support at Timcast.com. That's where your resources go to hiring journalists, making new shows, building culture, and uh fact checking the fact checkers, building technology. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL, basically everywhere. Smash that like button. Uh don't forget to subscribe to this channel. And you can follow me personally at Timcast, you know, everywhere. Follow me on Instagram if you'd like. And uh Daniel, you want to show anything out? It is
2: great to be here. Thanks again for having me. Daniel Turner, PTF on all platforms and Always a pleasure to be with you fine folks having these these robust conversations. We need more of it.
0: It was great. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I have my own uh, media organization and platform on lukeuncensored.com where I released a video today and I released another public one on youtube.com forward slash we are change where I had way too much fun and screamed way too much. We are change on YouTube. Thanks for having me on.
3: Thanks for coming, everyone. I love you, Daniel. Great to see you again, man. Tim, hey, thanks again for this. Uh, yeah, it looks good. So quality yeah. <laughs> outfit.
1: It makes it, it makes you like really pop out of
3: the room, yeah. in, like an Ian kind of way. It's very Christmassy. Yeah. In this. Yeah, it's yeah, very,
1: yeah, yeah. We're in like a gray, dark room. Everyone wears like gray, dark colors, <laughs> but like true. I was like, <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah, yeah. perfect. It's flavorful.
5: Yes. Yeah, here I am in my black sweater, and contrast, Ian. I was going to say before we go that um if you guys really, really want awesome hot dogs, you need to go to Iceland. Because they're in every single gas station, you can get them with like fifty million kind. They take their hot dogs very seriously. Really? Yes. You need mm. to go to Iceland. You, you want to hear try. a crazy story? About when I does. went,
1: when I went to Iceland, we were like in between uh Reykjavik and that uh, uh blue lagoon place yeah. or whatever. And there's like a there's like a hamburger joint. And I went in there, and it was like just me and a friend, and like literally no one else. And two guys, we order food, we're eating burgers, and two guys walk in, and then the one guy was just like, "Hey." You're Tim Pool, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, man." And he's like, "Oh wow," and I think I think he was saying he was from like the U.S. and he was there visiting and just. It was like the weirdest thing to be in the middle of nowhere. It's like volcanic <laughs> rock everywhere, and there's a burger joint. It's a crazy story. It
5: is huh. very much like being on another planet. I really m- recommend going to Yeah, it stinks, to smells again. like farts. It does, but it's cool. There's beautiful things there I recommend going to <laughs> Anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Sour Patch Lids. Thanks, So
1: Our tomorrow's guest is officially confirmed in all yes, that, and all that. Yes, correct. We can announce it. That's yes, good. Oh, yeah, Steve Bannon's coming back yeah, tomorrow.
5: Yeah, Pearl Harbor Day, baby. So we're
1: nice. going to have Steve Bannon here, and we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Especially with what's going on. Yes. And here's the crazy thing about what's going on with Bannon. The subpoenas, the charges, the entirety of the mainstream media has his back. Really? Like this is the the weirdest thing. Really? He filed. He wants to get all these documents released. And all the media companies were like, we agree. We want to see all the documents pertaining Mm. to his case. And the feds are like, no shut it down stop huh. so this is going to be a lot of fun so really excited to have Steve here again Mr. Bannon and um thanks for coming and for everybody else make sure you tune in for that show but go to timcast.com we're going to have that member segment coming up in just a bit uh, just a minute smash that like button on the way out and we will see you all there bye
6: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.